Welcome to RPG Cast episode 433. 433. 433. 433. 433. 433. <laughs> Hello. There is a Kelly Jordan in my life. Mm-hmm. Anna can vouch for this. She sings at the hockey game sometimes. All right. Um, Alice Wilkinson also here. Yep. Totally here. Not a Jordan. Not Alice Jordan. Does not sing at the hockey games. Does not sing at the. Do you sing at the hockey games, Alice? No. Okay. I, I don't even know where the nearest. I don't even know where the nearest ice rink is. You know what'd be easiest for me today if I can just call everyone Kelly? Okay, Kelly. Kelly, when Kelly, thank you for joining me. Kelly, what have you been playing this week? Um, I finished up for <laughs> Oasis. Yay! That ending was unexpected. Yeah, that would have been a, oh, that boss was hard, oh, end credits, okay, kind of thing, had I not kind of seen what was coming. But I was just kind of done with the game and powered on through and... I, I enjoyed it. It was a cute little game, but I don't think I'll be going back to it anytime soon just because it, oh, it you gotta got to max out kinda... your village people, right? I, I know, but it also gets kind of repetitive. I felt like that after two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stopped. I mean, if I wasn't playing other things right now, it would be one of those games that would be a time sink, but then I, I just like, I kind of wanted to move on to other things. So I picked up E7. Ooh. And that's going to be my portable game for a while. And I'm liking E7 so far because it uses the same battle engine as uh, Memories of Celsetta. I'm hoping that, uh, well, I think that Yeez 8 going to have the same battle system, too. But yeah, I'll finish that one, hopefully, in time for Memories of Salsada. And I want to play through um, Yeez Origins, too. Memories of Salsada is the end of September? Uh, you mean Yeez 8? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, Yee's uh, 7 uses the same battle system as Memories of Salsada, but I think that Yee's um, 8 also uses the same battle system. So Yeah, and I don't blame so, you for getting confused. These games aren't easy to tell apart. Get out. All right, bye. Which is funny because if you've played all of them in chronological order like I am, they've all been kind of, most of them have been kind of vastly different. <laughs> so, and like, then, sorry, go ahead. No, like, I think Yee's Origin uses the same engine and battle system as Oath and Fulgana. There are too many Yee's games to keep track of. It's what I'm learning so- from this conversation. But they're so good. There's I, only eight of them. That's like seven less than Final Fantasy, right? 
There is not only eight of them. Is there well, okay, nine. If, if you count origins. Okay. I kind of well, feel yeah, like there's the, more of them. It's harder to keep track of them, I think, because they don't have... The, they don't they don't follow a good numbering structure. Well, the, the thing is that there's eight games in the series, but there are so many remakes and different versions of each game uh, in the series. That's why I'm getting confused. Because I think Yee's one has been ported to like every system on the cosmos. Like People complain about Skyrim being ported. Falcom did that crap first with Yee's one. <laughs> I don't know if that's a bragging point or not. That's all I'm saying. So but you've yes, also I've... been playing Tales, right? Yes, I finished up Zestria Thursday night and about chucked my controller through the TV because that last fight was a bit of a puzzle fight that I had a bitch of a time trying to get through. I think I, re I ended up having to restart that battle like four or five times before I finally got the hang of what you were supposed to do. And cause there's, cause there's like a insta-death move that you have to counter, and I couldn't get the timing right to counter it. Oh, I, I hate to say it, but I didn't like Zestria very much. Oh, no! I mean... That game just kind of trudged from beginning to end, and I don't think I'm going to be replaying it if I revisit the E series, or not the E series, the Tale series anytime soon. But that being said, I started Berseria, and I'm actually really enjoying that one so far. I think it kind of, I think in terms of Berseria versus Estria, I think it kind of really helps that. Um... I don't know, I think I just kind of, like, find Velvet a better character. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... She has... I, I don't know, it kind of feels like she has a character. Well, she has a purpose, because, you know, everything starts out... And this isn't a spoiler, because it happens, like, within the first hour of the game, but everything starts out all happy and hopeful, and then it all goes down the tubes incredibly fast, and you kind of feel her pain along with her when things go down the tubes and you kind of feel motivated. I feel like, I feel like you've just described every Tales game. Nah, some, some Tales games go faster down the tube than others. Oh, okay, great. Some of them don't really do that at all. Some of them don't go down... Okay, all the ones I've tried have gone down the tubes. <laughs> I haven't tried I know, that I think many. I, I think it's kind of the way in which uh, Berseria goes down the tubes. Because okay. the thing about most Tales games is the the lead character is usually kind of like either straight up heroic so look at any of like the kind of dumb swordsman characters that have been in the games like Lloyd or Stan um or Kyle for that matter um compared to say characters like either Yuri or uh Velvet um it's uh they kind of they, they well i mean her life kind of goes off the rails like within the first hour of the game because yep. oh it, yeah the one I, the other one i played took like 4 hours till yeah and that. i mean and the other thing is that is particular event is told through flashback anyway okay. um so it's kind of i i don't know it, it seems as though she kind of develops very differently to a lot of other characters in the series even then yuri's excuse was well, 
his his was less his life going completely off the rails and more just realizing that his life sucked. What's the one where like your childhood friend turns into a possessed monster? Um, let's see. Isn't that like a bunch of them? <laughs> it's on... <laughs> Hold on. I kind of feel like I've heard this. Uh, Tales of Graces, I think. Yeah, uh, that one was the one. <laughs> yeah, and you have a, your friends with a purple-haired lady who has two pigtails or whatever. Or two. Oh, Sophie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that one. Because I feel like that one, things go bad. Uh, Zestria, things go kind of bad, but not the worst bad, right? Um, well, I mean, uh, Velvet does start the game in prison. And the first, what, hour of the game is basically a protracted prison break? In yep. Zestria? Yeah. No, in uh, Berseria. In Berseria. Sorry, Berseria. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. See, that was my problem with Zestria, was that it felt It didn't like go it down had... the tubes enough for you, did it? it, it now felt you like want it. Had... it. <laughs> no, I, seriously, it, it felt like that game had no stakes. You okay. were just kind of along for the ride. There was no real pressing need to move the story along other than you're just going to the star on the map and th I thought that the story in Zestria was incredibly weak. You know what Zestria needed is a place for you to give endorsements so that you could say I'm the shepherd and this is my sa favorite shop in the Zestria. No? Okay. Bad joke. I thought the game was Zestiria. Yeah. Zest Zestiria? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. This is Lucifer.com influencing me again. <laughs> Where they call it Zestria. The sweetener of the future, right? Uh... I mean, I, I generally, I still, I mean, I enjoyed playing Zestria. Or Zestria, Zest whatever. I don't know what it you is anymore. You've got me doing it now. <laughs> um, but I, I say I prefer, prefer uh, Zestria. It's okay. a better game. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I, I say I, I... I, I, you know, I can definitely see that people would not enjoy the like the length that the story takes to to get moving. Um, Since it's a prequel, and... does it actually? Do you feel like you're invested in the story, or do you kind of know everything that's going to happen long term, so it doesn't There's, matter? You're always you're, the thing is, is you're always going to know a thing a thing about a couple of the characters, um, like the end game in terms of. Um, sort of what happens to uh, specifically characters like Artorius and Aizen. Specifically, Aizen's a big one. Um, uh, yeah, he goes over to Bleach and does some shit over there. It's not good. Um... Oh, wrong. Oh, wrong you're, Aizen. You're confusing, right, okay. Yeah, you're confusing A-I-Z-E-N with E-I-Z-E-N. Oh, okay. All right. We're good then. Very important difference. Yeah. Chris. Mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, it's still interesting to kind of see that situation develop. Um, and the other thing is also just seeing uh, like parts of the world that um, have either changed or stayed the same. Uh, the major one that sticks out for me is uh, um, Zestiria's final dungeon actually appears very early in Bazaria as a, a quite early dungeon um, where it's not been turned into the ruin that it is in um, Zestiria. Oh, that's going to be interesting because that having just finished Zestiria, yeah, it's going to be like right. It's going to be right at the forefront of your mind, and you'll 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 spot it immediately. You just approach it from a different angle, but as soon as you realize what the what you're clambering over, then yeah, you know it's the same location and therefore has at least some kind of storyline importance to it. Hmm. 
it's uh, going to be kind of like going through Hollow Bastion in Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm. If you're familiar with that at all. I am familiar oh, yeah. with Hollow Bastion from Kingdom Hearts 1. Well, basically, it's the same thing where Hollow Bastion being the last part <sighs> in Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah, but then it's the first part in Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, no. No. Yeah. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. You have to play as that other character first. Yeah, what's his, we what's his name? Just... And then you go meet Setzer or something. I don't know. Yes. We ignore him. Okay. Everybody else does. <laughs> All right. Are we saying we don't like Roxas? Poor Roxas. I I actually don't mind. It's just I originally played Kingdom Hearts two. Uh, I bought it shortly after it came out while while I was living in Japan in late 2005. Uh, going through that early Twilight Town segment when with my Japanese knowledge as it was back in back in 2005 was not easy. And you probably hadn't played Chain of Memories, had you? Nope. That one yeah. that, that whole and I the other thing was I hadn't finished Kingdom Hearts 1 either. I I was basically looking up whatever I could online at the time to figure out what what the hell was going on. Yeah. I mean, it made sense. I mean, as much as Kingdom Hearts can make sense, you know, <laughs> ref, reference to that that classic Google Docs that goes on for about 400 pages. Um, they, there's a lot of interesting YouTube videos about the Kingdom Hearts timeline and stuff. I don't oh, know sure. how long they are. Yeah, it's just that in 2005... I, I mean, was YouTube even there? Oh, mm. seven, I thought. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, 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 I honestly, I don't remember looking at it. So at, at that I mean, time, we were also... using IRC to distribute .move files. Yep. You know, I, yep. I don't know that we came. I do remember those mm. days. All right, fine. I, I feel like there's a little middle ground between those two extremes, but all right. Hey, it's how I got. It's how I got a lot of my information about JRPGs. Actually, was through IRC channels at the time. Mm. Uh, it's just that as I was over in Japan, I was separated from a lot of my communication networks at the time. Mm, right. Because um, I didn't have a stable IRC client to use. I was relying on net cafes to talk to people. Right. And even then, you know, I was going to school. I, <laughs> I didn't exactly have like huge quantities of time. So. Wait. Are you, do you have huge fat quantities of time now? No, huh. that's only because I have a job. Okay, yeah, because I don't either. So I was going to be jealous if you did. But no, yeah. But the thing is, is in 2017, we we live in the world of smartphones and mobile clients. You know, I'm on what seven Discord servers or something. Lightweight. Not to mention things like <laughs> Slack as well. So. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Mm. Yeah, you can find YouTube videos that, like, break down the have, whole thing in a, a in a shortest... Hmm. I have a question. Mm -hmm. I know that's... I, obviously, YouTube being a game's plot is a thing you can do now. I think, I think we mostly have a handle on that. What I'm wondering is, what's the best way to ingest Kingdom Hearts? Is it to play all these remakes that Square Enix has put out? Is it to play um, a handful of them and ingest the rest? Is it to my, my, play none of them and just wait for three and hope that's good? My take, my take on it has been play one, play two, play birth by sleep. Mm. 
That's it. And that's it. I've not played any of the others, and I have no real intention to. So, See, so you still need well, all the games they put out because one of the each of those is only on one of those things, right? Kingdom Hearts uh, 1.5 HD, Kingdom Hearts 2.5 HD, and 2.8 has Birth by Sleep. Oh. No, I think that's it. 2.8 has the 3DS one that's set after uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Dream Drop Distance. Dream Drop Distance. Well, yeah, it has two other 3DS. things too, right? Uh, yeah, it actually does video movies, I think. Oh, really? Which, oh. you know, it's the same thing that you can get just by reading a wiki or something. And that and that's the other thing. 2005 predates nope, yeah. the... In- Predates the invention, well, pretty much predates the invention of Wikia and similar, wiki, you know, similar game-focused wikis. When did Wikipedia start? Oh, Wikipedia was around. That's been around since early two thousands, possibly yeah. before. But it was it was a different time for finding information, and uh, at the time, playing Kingdom Hearts two was difficult. See, a couple of years ago, I think before I started RPG Cast, I played through both of the HD remakes on the PS3, and I played played them in chronological order. So, Birth by Sleep, Kingdom Hearts 1, Chain of Memories, and then 2, which was very weird to do because oh, that's I weird, think yeah. Birth, Birth by Sleep and one of the other ones are on a different disc, so I had to do some disc swapping to do it. But it, I mean, it kind of gave me an overall. Over, what am I trying to say? It gave me a pretty decent chunk of the story right there, and like the DS one, the three, three dream drop distance. Uh, no, not that one. Oh, uh, three fifty eight over is, two days. Yeah, that one is just in cutscenes, and really, all that is is kind of telling say, the events of all the games from what happened from Roxas's perspective. Oh, well, who cares? Yeah. Why all does right. nobody love Roxas? I don't know. You have to play two and then understand, Anna. I think. Okay. No, I don't mind. Honestly, I actually don't mind Roxas. I haven't played or him, his, so I don't or, know why. Or his, or his inclusion in, in Kingdom Hearts 2. I know for some people that intro section can drag, but... Well, it's better than playing the card game and figuring out that it's all about setting up Roxas, right? At least I think it is. I don't know. I didn't finish that either. <laughs> I hated that card game. That was the actually... Game Boy Advance one? Yeah. I, oh. hear, yeah. The, I hear the other one that yeah, they, the, the PS2 one's better. Yeah, the remake is apparently much better. But yeah, I tried to play it for review and I returned it. <laughs> I actually don't mind the card game, but there's a lot of systems in that card game that don't if you don't know what you're doing, they make no sense. Okay, okay. I want I want to know Kingdom Heart games. I want the full list of games here. Hold on. Um, oh, perfect. There's a Kingdom Hearts article. This will be great. Games. All right, we got Kingdom Hearts. We understand that. You got to play that. That's important for the story. It's actually a good game. Uh, the battle system is, you know, some people don't like it that as much, but I think it's a pretty good game. Do we all agree on that? We all not agree yeah. on that. Okay. Oh, I mean, it's it's a fun little game. I I've played it through twice to completion, which is rare for me for a game. So I, I think that means it's pretty good to me. So, um, Anna, do you not agree to that? Uh, Have you never finished Kingdom Hearts? Nope. Ay, okay, never mind then. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memory. I think we all uh, that's the card game. We kind of 
Alice hasn't weighed in on the card game. What do you think about Chains of Memory, Alice? And skip it. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Just watch a YouTube summary. <laughs> I tried. It was hard to understand even that. All right, Kingdom Hearts 2 um, has the little Roxas intro, whatever, but the rest of it is more Kingdom Hearts. Seems like the, the feeling is play that. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Coded is an episodic mobile phone game that picks up after Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. Well, and there's Recoded as well. Oh, so Recoded is probably what's... Oh, goodness. Is that on one of the discs? Did they put a Recoded onto one of... The, is like a movie file on one of these remakes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's on 2.5. On 2.5, you watch it as a movie file. Okay. 358 over two days was the DS game. It's between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, focusing on Roxas. <laughs> um, nobody's liking that, right? Did you like it? I or never not? played it. You didn't play it. I never. Okay. Birth by Sleep. Al says, "Play that. That's good. I've heard that from That's other so people. Good. It's a really yeah. Good no, game. Birth by yeah. Sleep is actually. I, I, I mean, it's actually. I consider it a high point for the series. High point for the series. Okay. And it's a prequel, technically. So it's before Kingdom Hearts one. Um, yeah, because it because it has uh, like three of the most well, one of the most competent characters in that entire series. Mickey? No, you're playing the game for Aqua. Oh, okay. Aqua. All right. Um, then we have uh, Dream Drop Distance, which is the 3DS game. Yeah, because it's 3D. Which focuses on Sora and Riku's mastery exam under somebody. Okay. I don't know what the hell that's hey, dude, all about. Yen, dude, Yen Sid's a, di- a Disney character. You should know who he is. Well, he's the, the, the magic dude from Fantasia. Yes. I know. It's all, his name is also Disney spelled backwards. So, um, well, yeah. <laughs> so whatever. But that's uh, nobody played that. Nobody likes that. Oh yeah, the reason why the re- one of the reasons why you play uh, Birth by Sleep is um, it introduces a character called Master Eriquus who looks like Hironobu Sakaguchi, mm. and he's voiced by Mark Hamill. And okay. he's voiced by Mark Hamill. All right, <laughs> I'm liking oh, yeah, that. And also, and also in Birth by this Sleep, is the like, main villain is what. Th- this is the main like, villain is voiced by Leonard Nimoy. So this is yes. like Weeaboo Appreciation Game is what this is. All right. <laughs> this is great. Um, Kingdom Hearts Kai. That's a <laughs> previously known as Kingdom Hearts for PC browsers, which I know they went and did a, a new Kai game later. Uh, oh, right. An- yeah, Unchained like, Kai. Unchained Kai. And yeah, that was on and mobile. It's on, uh, I have it on my iPad. Either. I know those are garbage. Um, don't play those. What? It was okay. It's just... And it's it's a free-to-play mobile game. Well, and that does not necessarily make a game bad, and you know it, because you've played lots of them. I'm getting real tired of free-to-play mobile games. (sighs) Uh, And the ones that are good just frustrate me in how much free-to-play mechanics I still have to interact with to get to the game. (sighs) How many ads have I watched in that train game, Anna? I don't know. A lot. All right. Anyway, um, okay. So there's there's your Kingdom Hearts main games. It looks like uh, is Unchained Kai included on one of these collection discs or no? Nope. Okay. No. I think it's relatively inconsequential. It's, okay, that's what I figured. It's just like a building game and give us money game. All right. So let's see. Uh, there was a a Kingdom Hearts game developed exclusively for Verizon's Vcast service in Japan and the U.S. with no involvement from Square Enix. 
Uh, so that doesn't, it looks like that's an irrelevant thing to the story. Um, and then Kingdom Hearts Mobile was a social game in which players could play mini games together. Uh, it has no storyline whatsoever, so that doesn't rel- matter for our discussion. Okay. Then we have the collections. All right, so there's 1.5 Remix, which gave you Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, which was the most upgraded version of Kingdom Hearts. I don't know what they added into that. I assume some stuff that matters, maybe more gummy ship parts or something like that, right? Extra, extra bosses, they fixed a... What are those stampy things in that game? The stampy things? Uh, the, the little mark, the Trinity marks. They fixed one of the Trinity marks that you could oh, okay. miss permanently. Oh, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember what else they Did they make fixed. getting the star fruit any more fun? No? Okay. Um, let's see. So the, all right. They also included Rechain of Memories, which is the uh, PS2 version of Chain of Memories we were talking about. Uh, which has trophy support. So now you have a reason to finish Chain of Memories, Anna. Yep. <laughs> and a theater mode, which has a 358 over two days cutscenes because nobody wants to play it. Let's just watch it. All right, good. 2.5 Remix came out. Um, let's see. What does it have? Um, it has Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix. I don't know what that adds. That's um, the PSP game, right? Yeah, but f- what the final mix part is, I don't know, the fact that it's not on PSP anymore and maybe it's <laughs> high-resolution <laughs> graphics, I don't know. Um, and Kingdom Hearts Recoded. And that was the coded game, which was the mobile phone game, uh, which picks up directly after Kingdom Hearts 2. So I guess that's technically the latest stuff in the timeline is that stuff, right? Ugh, whatever. But you just have to watch that. That's a movie. Um, you don't have to play it. So that's probably good. Okay. And supposedly recoded only answers like one very inconsequential question. In... My question, my question, Kelly, for this entire series is always the same question: Where the hell is Mickey? That's all I want to know in every stage of the game. He's Where's Mickey? Because I never thing. understood that. Huh? He's doing his thing. He's doing his hey. thing. I want to know what his thing is. All right. Well. So, obviously, most recently, the HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix pack came out. As you can guess, that's both games in one package. (laughs) And then 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, the dumbest title in the series. Um, Let's see. You get Dream Drop Distance, which nobody seems to want to play. And Kingdom Hearts Kai Back Cover, which is a cinematic retelling of Kai. So you do get Kai. Yay! (laughs) Inconsequential game everyone gets. Good for you, everybody. And Kingdom Hearts Point Two: Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary passage, which is a new game taking place after the events of Birth by Sleep, told by the perspective of Aqua. Alice, after your comments earlier, I find it hard to believe that you don't care about that game. Um, I just haven't gotten around to buying it. Oh, okay. Mm. But it's it's Aqua, and you you seem to like Aqua. She seriously, she's like the most competent character in the entire series. I think I she think is. you need to go play this then. Sounds like two point eight has something for everybody. <laughs> well, it's kind of I, I, from my understanding, it's meant to lead fairly directly into Kingdom Hearts three, which will come so. out never. Um, but yep. um... no, 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 no. They announced at um, what was it? Japan, France, oh, Japan okay. Expo, France, Japan, France. Yeah, that's that where it Japan is, is. Definitely coming out in twenty eighteen. Definitely coming out in 2018? Yeah. Okay. Sure. 
<laughs> oh, also, also announced is that Kingdom Hearts 3 is not going to be the final episode in the series. Because <laughs> why would we wrap things up? <laughs> Way too much to ask Money. for that. <laughs> But it will be. It will conclude. Here's here's a term I don't know. It will conclude the Dark Seeker saga. I have no idea what that's talking about, but okay. Uh, I think it's basically everything to do with Sora and all of that crap. Okay, good. So they'll start with new children in the next in Kingdom Hearts Four. I think if we're lucky, it starts with Aqua. It sounds like (laughs) Kingdom Hearts Four. Aqua's progeny. Oh, maybe King we'll have a mobile. I know, and we'll ma- we'll have a mobile game that is a child rearing simulator where you get to literally raise the new protagonist for the later Kingdom Hearts games. No. Yeah, and then no. you get to import them. It's like the Sonic OC thing. No. You create your own Kingdom Hearts character, Kelly. Are you into this? Please. You want to create s- your OC I'm Kingdom s- Hearts character? I only do that with Sonic. Characters. But you get to design your own Keyblade then, right? Well, now you're just intriguing me. Why? Gotta, I know. I know. I, I, why I, why I, you gonna I dangle that fruit? <laughs> so, speaking of Sonic, Kelly had Who's like playing the, Sonic. Kelly had like the low of lows and the high of highs this week, all within 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. What? So, um, Archie officially announced Uh-oh. that they're no longer doing Sonic comics. Oh no! Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um bad because there were a lot of people that like them so kelly where are you going to get your chili dog fix right that's no good i i know right no i mean all kidding aside you know those comics are kind of the reason why you have uh, album art right now because i if i wouldn't have read those comics when i was a little kid i wouldn't have learned how to draw Oh, I mean, I, right. I would bring my Sonic comics around school with me and I had a notebook that I would copy panels out of and that kind of gave me the fundamentals. And then I took art classes and, you know, obviously made my own Sonic OCs because, you know, that's what every little kid does. And then eventually, you know, turned those OCs into my own characters and I'm trying to write a sci-fi novel with them. So that comic is kind of indirectly responsible for pretty much every creative thing I've ever done in 25 years. So the fact that not only was the comic being canceled, but it was also responsible for a lot of my internet friendships, it kind of made me sad. You know, something that's been with me since I was 10 years old, just being kind of snuffed out like that without any resolution it it bummed me out i'm sorry I mean, without not... any resolution what... yeah because they just killed the series without you know ending it I mean, but it's a comic do they really have ends i don't know they they killed it like right in the middle of a storyline okay i know that so yeah that just that bummed me out uh, you know putting the last of my comics into my long box and kind of putting the long box in the closet was really bittersweet and i was kind of sad about it and then Aww. yesterday now i'm sad yesterday, about it. yesterday they announced that idw is picking up the license. oh okay the, so the official creator of all the cartoon shows comics well uh-huh. i mean they have really good adaptations i I read the My Little Pony one for a little while Mm -hmm. and was really enjoying it. I only stopped reading it because I kind of didn't have time to devote to two series at once. So So, Sonic took priority, obviously. Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, Sonic I'd been reading for 
for what 24 years so i mean the fact that idw is picking it up and idw you know really takes care of their properties and i also have a friend that works with idw that does coloring that i'm hoping is going to be the colorist on the book because that's been her dream since she was my age Mm -hmm. or since you know she was 10 years old so the fact that idw got it, it was just like pure elation so the funny thing here is um, for a while um, there was a publishing house here in England called Fleetway that actually produced their own uh, Sonic the Comic series that I used to collect when I was very young. Um, they actually died about, oof, God, it must be nearly 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I know, I think a couple of the, um, a few of the people involved kept it going online, and I say I just haven't really watched it recently. Oh, read it recently, but um, by a major coincidence, uh, one of the story writers um, uh, who did a number of the um, tales stories for the English edition uh, turned out to be one of my university lecturers. Aha! Um, he, after he had finished or had hung up his, uh, his writing hat for Fleetway Comics, he, he went into, um, uh, the creative department at the university I went to, and that's where I ran into him. A chap called Mark Isles, E-Y-L-E-S. Um, and yeah, his credits would be for various tales stories. Seemed to, because, uh, the, the, the British comics, they had a, um... They went through a phase where the comics was kind of there and they they were um, similar to a lot of Nintendo things. They they kind of followed the storylines of the uh, the Mega Drive games way back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I remember, seem to distinctly remember that the first, um, uh, I think it was around 50 episodes or 50 issues or so, mostly followed the events of Sonic 1, 2 and 3 in that order. Uh, and then they kind of went off and did their own thing and introduced a number of uh, different characterizations and new characters. Um, so they had... Uh, God, Christ. I think the, the the major thing I remember was uh, Supersonic's characterization, actually. Yeah, Supersonic was evil in that comic, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He was uh, like a bloodthirsty kind of bad guy would you say he was kind of like sonic but unleashed oh god don't go there <laughs> sorry <Ooh. laughs> and and the thing is is some of the artwork i actually do seem to remember was was actually really good i can't unfortunately i can't remember the names of any of the artists but um they did a really good job with a lot of it um i seem to remember that they shared a publishing house with um the oh god, I can't remember the names. The guys who did um, Judge Dread in England, and uh, when they were doing um, like their, their landscape art for uh, you know like Robotnik's Fortress of Solitude, were, were were actually pretty good in some issues. Well, um, I'm hoping that they'll do a clean slate with this IDW deal because um the archie book had a lot of baggage with a former writer and like they did a crossover with Mega Man a couple years ago that was basically a reason to reboot the whole series to kind of 
get rid of some of these characters from this former writer. And I'm hoping for a complete clean slate so that, you know, all this baggage from this guy can kind of go away and he can go do his own crappy little fan comic on his own. (laughs) You're very bitter about this. A lot of Sonic fans are bitter about this guy. They don't like him. Okay. He, He was on Twitter basically trying to profit off of the news in his own little oh, way. And... that little jerk. Yeah, you know oh, who I'm talking okay. about. Yeah, I saw a lot of screenshots of that. Yeah. So basically, as soon as the comic was announced, he tweeted all of like the artists and the storyboarders and were like, hey, you should come work on my comic for free. <laughs> It'll be career building. Yeah. Even though they've just been it's working like, on a dude, professional It's like, dude, are you comic. freaking kidding me? It's like, it'll be great exposure. And it's like... And working on, like, okay. a professional Sonic comic wasn't? <laughs> like, okay. what? That was technically a different person. Oh. Oh, was right, it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was, but I'm not saying the I'll other guy because I don't want him... I don't want him getting any more publicity than he already is. But All Sonic right. fans know... Sonic fans know who I'm talking about. Okay. And he's just... He he tried to sue um, Bioware because they thought that they ripped off his ideas for the oh, Sonic for the Chronicles. RPG. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. And Sonic Chronicles tying it back to RPG Cast. <laughs> I have no idea what we were talking about that got us into that because um, we went games somehow we've been playing in childhood memories. Okay, which somehow led us to Kingdom Hearts. And Sanic. Sanic. All right. Who was talking? Kelly, did you? We did. We, oh, we got through your games, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. Sorry for the tangent. Ooh. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, that's. We don't, we <laughs> hey, don't have a, a lot of tangent. news today. <laughs> so we we kind of need to pad the now playing section because the news ain't gonna do much today. <laughs> yeah, we have like six stories. Oh, and and one more bit of good news. I managed to pre-order an SNES Classic. Yeah, Yeah, good job. Like, randomly, they went up for sale at Walmart last night at, like, what, midnight Eastern or midnight Central? It was, like, 11 o'clock at night. Had I not been been playing WoW, I would have missed it. Yeah, uh, well, so, like, I, I wasn't paying attention to Twitter past, like, 10 my time. And I wake up and look back at my Twitter timeline, and everybody's like, oh, my God, Walmart has them. They lasted for, like, an hour. Wow. Because it was so late at night. And nobody was knew it was coming, so they weren't prepped. Well, right. wait, 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 wait. They broke the site, though, you said, Kelly. Oh, yeah. So yes, enough yes. people As did find once, out, Yeah, then. <laughs> once people started to realize it, the Walmart site died. So... Maybe they lasted an hour because nobody could get orders in. No, I mean, it was a good solid hour because I put one in my cart. Hmm. I put another one in my cart to see if it was true. I just said, screw it. I'm buying both of them because I know my husband's going to want one. My credit card was expired. I ran upstairs to grab my credit card and put it in. And then the order went through. And then I ran upstairs and told Vaughn that... Uh, I got him an SNES classic along with mine. Wait, wait, wait. Why do you both need a classic? Because we both have separate gaming areas, and it's easier that way. (laughs) How do you talk to each other in your separate gaming areas? Do you have an intercom system or something? Skype. Skype? Okay. 
Yeah. I, I thought you were just going to tell me, oh, we just shouted each other. No, Skype. <laughs> That's how marriage uh, works, trust right? Me. <laughs> trust me, it's better that way. Okay, then. And he will, All right. he's, he's in the chat room. He will concur. Okay. But he went and pre-ordered Anna, we one, should try so this. My, <laughs> my extra one is going to go to my family for Christmas. So the Ryan household has three SNES classics coming. Now you have three. Okay. I can't believe you're tanking during this podcast, by the way. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What's wrong? It's not that hard. <laughs> it's it's different hard. It doesn't matter. It's oh, like okay. easy mode. Isn't that a level 50? Yeah. Okay. Well, the, uh, so are the EXs I was doing, Anna. So I've been playing 14. Alice, I've been playing a lot of 14. I've been playing a lot of 14. I've been playing more. I actually, uh, Anna, I actually need to remember what your character name in 14 is. Because Flair I think you started. Ruse. Oh, that's you. Yes. Okay. Because I know you had another character, and that's the name that got stuck in my head. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm terrible at keeping up with this thing. Uh, carry on. No, no, it's good, because I, like, talk to people on the the FC, and, like, the only one that I know is Twin Bahamut's brother. And I'm pretty oh, sure Lucas? that Severain is Severin. Yeah, Severain so hasn't Lu been playing. Lucas is um, Lucas his is twins uh, brother. Lucas and yeah, Ira are the twins. Yeah, Ira is twin. Ira the Lenari? Ira Lenari? Uh, yeah, whatever. We um, made an airship and, the other day. And Lenara is like Tam's wife, I think. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, we've really branched out. Yep. I mean, because the funny thing is, is I kind of put the FC together for just people that I know. And then, of course, the people that I know have invited the people that are close to them. It's kind of ran away from me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there are a few names in there that I don't recognize. It's kind of RP gamer people and friends. Uh, yeah, and also personal friends of mine, uh, and also people from the old uh, City of Heroes community <laughs> that I'm from. But really, that, the, that works out to about like five or six people on at once, ever. Well, uh, uh, Junko Burn, uh, Searing Maelstrom, and uh, Kremhild, who doesn't play at the moment, are all real-life friends of mine. Mm -hmm. Well, and we have a bunch of people that are coming back like... Not this week, but next. So Maxstorm's playing, but I don't think he's on our server. He, he is. I haven't seen him in the LS. Okay, maybe he has a name that we don't recognize. Uh, I don't think he's in this LS. I don't think he's on this server. Uh, I'm, we'll have to talk to him. I am like ninety nine percent sure he is, but all right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is actually, because um, I've met. He plays with Seventh maybe. Circle, and Seventh Circle is definitely in our LS. And, uh, okay. We need a better... This game, all the games, this game too, need better ways of putting notes on people so you know who the hell is who. So you can put a note well, on yourself. You can put it on yourself, but the people don't do that. They don't want to do that. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is um, it, in order to try and help that, one of the functions that the uh, free company Discord has through one of the bots is a way to link the Discord name to your character. Okay. So you can just who is someone and it tells you who they are. Yeah, I need to join the 14 Discord. See, Anna I and I have put notes on ourselves that tell us who we are, so people know. So you look at our short message in the Ella, in the in the free company, and you can say, "Hey, I'm Nabu slash Sabin from RP Gamer." Anna says, "Pause from RP Gamer." 
Other ones say red magic, red mage activate cat magic morale. And another one says <laughs> fight son of fight. Another one says suggestions for the free company. Please let me know. That I don't would know be who Alice. I know. <laughs> Everyone knows who I am, damn yeah. it. One says I'm heart has sure. been stolen by persona. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm in that list or not. I know I'm in that free company unless somebody booted me for no, inactivity. No. I don't. We don't, I don't, ever they don't do that. <laughs> um, Severin, I think, it says, oh, so that's what sort <laughs> messages are. Rather than having an actual useful sort <laughs> message. Yeah, I think his I think his character is named Sevi. Yeah. I see B V I Sevi. Well then yep. we also have a Severain. Oh, well maybe that's Severin. I can't keep it straight. No, I think it's Sevi. I don't know anymore. Make it Severain. I, I forget who Severain is, but they have introduced theirsel- themselves to me before. Uh Kalia uh, is Noodle, but she doesn't have a note because that would be useful. Um, oh, Miss Diana's in here. Oh, I didn't know she played on our server. Maybe she made an alt. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that's uh, free company. Uh, I don't know. Message us on the forums if you want to get into that. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and then Alice has to approve it because it's hers. No. Yeah. Anybody well, can I mean, everyone. Anyone can invite. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes it may just be a case of just running it past me to make sure it's okay. But you know, I'm easily, I'm easily found. Yeah. He has to join Discord. Alice, um, I've been playing a lot of fourteen. So me too. I'm up to three point three quests, I think. So I'm getting there. One day, I see I will actually get to Stormblood which is the expansion that actually came out weeks ago at this point. I'm excited for that. Um, but I have a question for you. Go Alice, on. why is Titan EX so freaking hard to explain to people? No, no, it's, it's not the Titan EX is hard <sighs> to explain. It's the fact that nobody likes doing it. Nobody likes like, doing it. Nobody can explain it. Nobody can understand it. And then when you do it right, the server thinks you haven't moved to the right place and knocks you off the platform anyway. Yep. Welcome to Titan EX. Titan uh, EX by the way, sucks. M- <laughs> most people do that one unsynced. Oh, my gosh. In fact, most, most people do all of them unsynced. I wasted two nights. Faster. Okay. Garuda, Garuda EX was fine. We did it within a, a one session. Titan EX, I've done multiple sessions, and all of them have ended in either the timer running out or voting abandoned, and it's been yeah, awful. Yeah, well, I don't know why on earth you're insisting on doing some of the hardest stuff synced. I Because I mean, it's, stuff is it's hard. Tra- challenging like, and really, fun. Really hard. Well, okay, but it shouldn't be that hard. You, you well, could no, see, Chris, if they would just tweak Chris. the mechanics a little bit, it would work great for pugs, Chris. and people would have fun. Chris. What? These were designed for like raid group statics. Right, but they These have a party finder. They should edit yeah. the party finder version a little bit to make it work better for party finding. But they're not going to. So yeah. either do it unsynced or stop trying. Ugh. Or, you know, I'd keep trying by all means, but it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you'll do it. I mean, to give you an idea how different the power level is, I can nearly solo Shiva Extreme at level 70. Unfortunately, you cannot also, solo Titan EX because he auto-kills you by putting you in a thing of stone. Uh, no, that, that only happens in Titan Hard. In Titan EX, um, you don't actually die when you get imprisoned. It doesn't count you as, 
Well, okay, that's fair. I just didn't have enough HP after that to last much longer. Yeah, so. so in other words, all you need to have is enough HP to survive the eventual explosion because it will deal about three quarters of your health at level 70. Yeah. So, but it will not, uh, it won't immediately, because if you get entombed in Titan hard, uh, it immediately ends the fight because it, it assumes you're out of the picture because uh. those rocks don't break themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas in extreme, the rocks do break, they just deal heavy damage. Usually enough to kill someone, but not at level 7. And also, Paladin at the moment is one of probably the best solo class, just because of how well, didn't they just nerf it a little? They just nerfed something. No, not, not... No, they only changed the potency on one of its post-level 60 abilities. Okay. Um, but Paladin gets an extremely strong self-heal ability between levels 50 and 60. Which is kind of a problem when you're doing it at level 50, because then I don't have the heal. And I don't yes. have the I don't have any of those cool po- post fifty abilities that would really help with this fight for when yeah, things go that's bad. The reason why most people did them on sync. I need to get your help today or something. <laughs> I'm not doing Titan EX on uh sync. Sorry. Unsynced. No. Unsynced. Oh no, unsynced fine. Yeah, like you could probably do it, like. right? I just can't do it alone unsynced, so I just need help, that's all. Well, I mean if you got your paladin to level seventy, you probably could. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't want to. <sighs> what is sinking? Level uh, so sinking. Oh. Yeah, so um, Titan EX was released when the level cap was 50 and was designed for people who were level 50. If you queue for it in the party finder, it will still limit you to level 50. Mm. Um, if there, However, there is a switch in the party finder called Undersized Party. Uh, if that's off, then the party finder works as normal, so it'll search out for seven other people and then match them together and sync them to level 50. If you turn that off, you can basically go in solo whatever level you happen to be at at the time. As okay. long as you beat the minimum requirement. So you still have to be a minimum level 50, but if I did that on my red mage, I would go in by myself at level 70. I see. Is that doing the same thing you can do in World of Warcraft, where you can solo old raids and stuff? Okay, gotcha. Alice. Because uh, there was uh, someone on uh, someone posted a screenshot on Reddit of um, soloing the um, uh, it was turn 12. Again, level 50 content. But I still I still can't solo some of the ter- the uh, some of the uh, early turns just because they hit too hard. Well, they hit hard with a combination of of being hit hard with like tank busters. The fact that I wear uh, casting gear because I play Red Mage and uh, vulnerability stacks, which is the big killer. If I had more HP and more defense, like, you know, I was playing a Paladin and I do have Paladin at level 65, um, then I probably could have a better shot at it. So you're saying I could go solo some of those level 50 raids? Yeah, probably. Ah. Good, because nobody's queuing but you for those. Would probably <laughs> want to get. You will probably want to get to level get 70 to 71st. Okay. Yeah, so you just so you have access to your entire kit and all of the. Uh, so the do the job quest too. Yeah. Yeah. That way um, you get things like uh, passage of arms. Uh, make sure you have access to your self heal. That kind of thing. So Alice, I don't know if you saw this. You probably did. Square Enix put out. And I don't know what their motivation was, but it is amazing and perfect. They put out an 8-bit version. It's actually a 16-bit version of the Titan fight. Um, yeah, that was, that, that was their April Fool's joke, like, uh, I think it was three years ago. It is insanely accurate to the fight. Like, yeah, everything about like, it is right. 
<laughs> Including the bit where the dragoon dies. <laughs> yeah, by falling off because he was too far out. Yeah, it's perfect. And then he gets them out in the end because he's a jerk. <laughs> yeah, the... Um, uh, the um, this, this, video, this video should be required viewing whatever you queue for the fight. I think um, it would help 16... a lot. The 16-bit Titan theme is actually on the official soundtrack. Oh, well. good. Good. <laughs> it was on uh, the original uh, A Realm Reborn soundtrack as a bonus track as the 16-bit Titan theme. Nice. And also in that in that note, uh, one of the April Fools that they did this year was uh, the Alexander raid done in the style of Final Fantasy Tactics sprites. Oh, yeah? All right, I'll have complete to look that with, up, too. Uh, complete with um, appropriate uh, music to go with as well. Excellent. Uh, yeah. It's on their official YouTube channel, so it shouldn't be too hard to find. I wish I understood. So there's some text in this uh, this April Fool's 8-Bit Titan thing um, of a Link Shell conversation, but I don't know what it says, so I need you to translate it for me sometime. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the unfortunately, the official video had comments disabled, so I... <laughs> it, Square Enix disables comments on all of, it, all of their videos. So. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, it's YouTube comments. Who the crap wants to read that? <laughs> well, the, I mean, the like, reason I, I, the only re here's the reason why, oh. Alice, because I was hoping somebody translated it. That's all. yes, I know, I know. It's just you know, it basically saves the uh, saves their social media director from having to read <laughs> from having YouTube to do work. Yes, do okay. their job. Anna, how easy it is it to police YouTube comments? <laughs> ah, that's all off. the response yeah, you really that, need, that, isn't that's it? All right, yeah, that kind of explains it, doesn't it? All right. I knew what she was going to say before she even said it. Yeah, I was kind of expecting it as well. Just the kind of cackle of a broken woman. <laughs> of a broken woman. <laughs> uh, Alice, I, I have a problem, though. Instead of, like, focusing on advancing, like, my story and getting to level 70, instead I focus on grinding uh, elegant tomes of Poetics so I can get full 270 gear that I don't need right now. Because what I level really, are you at this point? I'm 63. And I really enjoy gearing up. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing: is if you have full 270 gear, which is 270 is like, with with a couple of exceptions, basically the highest gear that most. There's a couple other things you could do, but they're like super, yeah, hard. Yeah, they're, diff they're just difficult. I think you could you could try and get like Alexander Savage gear, but you know that that would just be dumb. At this I don't point. even know what that um, means, Alexander Savage. It's the that... it's the super hard version of. Um, the Alexander raid. And can you only do it synced or something? Uh, no, you can do it unsynced. It's just okay. that it's difficult. It's like, difficult even with 70s, I bet. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. like, as an example, because I went and checked this myself, I went and checked the raid guide video um, done by, uh, what's her name, who did a lot of the World of Warcraft ones, mm -hmm. uh, Miztech. Um, the, uh, the video for Alexander 8 is 22 minutes long. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um... That's the kind of that's the kind of shit you got to deal with. Mm -hmm. Like, welcome to instant white mechanics. Um, I'm never going to yeah. be able to do these raids. So, but Yay. so the thing about 270 <laughs> is uh, in Stormblood, uh, the gear in Stormblood starts at 255. Yes, which means that you I know because I'm replacing see... some piece some of those pieces already. Yeah, <laughs> so you won't actually see um, you won't actually see. Uh, improvements to your gear until you get to around level 64 to 65 mm -hmm. and even then the uh 
what I noticed, what I noticed with the Ironworks gear going into Heavensward, that it was like sixty six or sixty or fifty six or fifty eight before I started actually having better gear options than what I had. Yeah, so I mean, you, I mean, in some cases, you would start to see it as early as fifty five, depending on the gear. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Ironworks is it is blue quality and therefore has. Well, so is map. what I've got. Yeah, this is all blue quality. And, and the same is true. I think the only thing is, is some tank gear uh, at level 64, 65 does actually give you more defense. Oh, okay. But it may still be worth looking at. Yeah. But the right side accessories, for example, will probably remain okay mm. for a while. Yeah. Accessories are a pain to get, unless you're a crafter. Man. Uh, side quests. The side quests often give out accessories. Oh, yeah, I've been skipping a lot of those. Yeah, well, I mean, I skipped a lot of them on my route to 70 because I wanted to do them on another class so I could give the EXP to them. Mm. But that's also where... No, well, not only that. It's, it's where the accessories are and also where some of the more interesting stories are. Yeah, I, I will tell you, uh, playing through Heavensward, I was skipping all the side quests, and then I met Moogles and Dragons. And I said, well, screw this. I am hanging out with the Moogles and the Dragons and did all their side quests because uh, that was you fun. do realize most most of the people at most people actually really really hated that section of heaven oh why because they didn't like the number of moogle side quests that they went through there were quite a lot of them weren't there um yeah because this is back when um back when people used to use that were using those side quests for leveling purposes rather than well then that seems like you'd want a lot of quests right I guess. Yeah, but I think people kind of didn't like the, the amount of Moogle quests there were. Well, there's one quest line where you're helping this dude get in the palms guard, and that quest line goes on forever, but, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, all right. I guess <clears> I could see that. A lot of them were kind of like the throwaway side quest variety, but I, it didn't matter. I wanted to help all the Moogles, and I didn't really get anything for it, but hey, I got to hang out with Moogles, so that's good. Right. And also, the Moogles do come back in the crafting side quests for Heavensward. Oh, uh, that's what... Okay, I've seen that beast dailies for Moogles would be added once I get far enough in the story. I didn't realize they're, they're, they're the equivalent of the Ixel crafting stuff. Yeah, they're the, they're the, the, the Heavensward versions of the Ixel quests. Uh, so I won't be able to do those. Oh, well. I was going to be like, oh, I might go do all those Moogle quests, but now I can't. That's a level of crafter. Annie, you've been playing 14 as well, right? Yes. You've been playing, you've been doing double duty. Yeah. So I... Anna's cheating on me with a YouTube, with a Twitch streamer. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. She's cheating on me with a Twitch streamer. In 14. That's all. So I have my main that I play on Leviathan and I got up to Dragoon 36. Um, and, and then I was like, I should do all the things. So this week I've been working on my botanist and my cooking and my alchemy and my fishing instead of doing main story quests <laughs> you really need to focus on main story quests no yeah. <laughs> okay i'm gonna be like i'm gonna have finished all the content in the game before you even get to heaven's word probably <laughs> we'll see Alice, what's your advice for people at home listening and being like, I want to get into 14. What should they do? Um, I mean, it's a really good MMO. It's highly enjoyable. Um, I'm not going to recommend it because I don't enjoy recommending MMOs, but you know, I, it's probably my favorite MMO, and this is coming from someone who plays a lot of them. I So, yeah, I keep coming back to trying to, in my head, sort out, all right, WoW versus 14. 
and ultimately I come I, down to I, I really like the single player story campaign thing in 14. I think it's great to play as a single player game. Um, I think WoW um, is a better multiplayer MMO and it has a lot more polish and mechanics things sorted out. But I, I mean, I've got both. Great. The funny thing is, is, is people are people are people are um, you know saying that Legion was a, a fantastic return to form for Blizzard mm-hmm. after the disappointment that was Warlords of Draenor. But I like for some Warlords. reason I, after getting <laughs> after getting to uh, level 110, I've just sort of gone completely off it. Yeah. Yeah, I actually canceled um, my subscription. Wow. Um, my husband and I were talking about this last night, and the problem is that the world quests in Legion right now don't give you a chance to get nostalgic to want to go back. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Oh, because you're you're just oversaturated with all the content, all the zones. You never want to go yeah. back and see a zone you haven't looked at in a few weeks. Yeah, this is hmm. why I've only got like another 110 as an alt because you know usually my MO when I do well is that I level up my main first, I do everything on her, and then I start slowly leveling up alts. How does Yeah, well, and I'm 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 the same. I've only got another one a second well, no. 110. So row. here's something I can't done. answer, Alice, that I need your help with because I've never been like at a capped off end game state in 14 there's always more story quests for me to go do how does it work how, what is a what does a 14 player do when they've actually caught up on all the story content and they're they're kind of done with that what do they do what does their day-to-day look like welcome to getting tombstones for more gear so they're running dungeons yep okay and raids Don't forget which raids. you could still do in wow right kelly like yeah. running dungeons and raids is productive stuff and then you've um, also got world quests, I mean, right? Yeah, and there's there's hunts in fourteen. Oh, there's hunts in fourteen. So I'm yeah. I really feel like I don't see how it's that different for an end game experience between the two games. But maybe I'm missing something. I think that the other thing is um, the because of how the class system in fourteen works. There's other things you can. I mean, you know, there's a oh, you've got all your stuff to... unlocked, and then you can level other jobs. It's like leveling yep. an alt, but with all the stuff unlocked already in WoW, which would be really nice. Hmm. But they've made yeah, flying so the stuff only... cross character now. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. So the only difference, the only difference is, of course, is um, you only do the storyline once, which means you only could take advantage of the EXP once, which means mm-hmm. you generally have to do other things in order to level up other characters. Right. You know, which is like lev- le- doing hanging fa- out in doing quarry mills. Yeah. Yeah. Or hanging out in quarry mills. So you can do lots and lots of power to the dead mm-hmm. or, you know, just handing over money to Papa Yoshi P and yep, you can do that too. <laughs> but you can only do that once. Oh, once. that's right. Yeah. Until, until the next major patch, you're only allowed to do that once. Okay. Major patch so, being like 4.0, four point, 5.0. 4. 1. Oh, no, oh, 4.1. The sub patches. Oh, okay. So, yeah. No, no, Chris, the sub patches are the ones that go in between the major, those ones. Okay. All right. So, does that we just mean. Had, we just had well, here's um, the thing. 4.05. So, when 4.1 comes out, you can do it more than once. Does that mean it's it's a limit of two, or does that mean if you uh, didn't already do it, you're screwed? You won't get your we second one because you're still limited to no. one. Okay. We don't. No, all right, because right. it's all not right. been said. All right, it's not due out until sort of late September or something. All so, right. Alice, I have a question for you. Why can I only kick somebody from a party once every four hours? Uh, probably due to avoid abuse or something. I don't know. I, I just the party management tools in this game. 
I look at WoW and then I look at 14 and I don't know what they're so scared of in 14 from just having the tools work like they do in WoW because it is ridiculous. The limits and I don't restrictions know. I, I don't they put. Think the only time I've ever really kicked someone was for, AFK, uh, for either AFKing or being offline. Well, someone was calling me a dirty Lalafell and harassing me and stuff. And yeah, it was not fun. Wow, a dick. Yeah, they were not nice. <laughs> um, uh, whatever. And then if you... Ah, but it, whenever you successfully vote to kick somebody and another jerk comes along, you can't do it again for four hours, which I think is weird because it, it assumes there's only one jerk per day in your life or something, which I wish that were true. Uh, <laughs> ah, weird stuff like that. Oh, well, anyway. Um, uh, so what have you been up to in 14 lately, Alice? Um. I mean, admittedly, I've been playing a little, a spot less 14 this week compared to the week before. Fair enough. Uh, but I've mostly did my, did my, uh, did my raid runs for my gear this week. Um, that was my, my sort of major thing. I'm still leveling my paladin. I actually did, I did pay for a level boost. I, I got a paladin to level 60. Um, shut up. <laughs> I've already leveled several other things to 60, okay? <laughs> Just the paladin wasn't one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's currently sitting at I think 65, 64, 65 um, so you know I, that'll probably be something that I continue I did a little bit of work on my crafters because um, I only have one crafter above 50 um, all of the others are kind of nowhere near that so crafting, alright all so let's talk crafting and while crafting seems like only be for people who want to play the auction house it is my experience with that. Maybe I'm missing something. How is crafting in 14? Is it really important um, or is it kind of throwaway? It's important in terms of the fact that the, um, the from what I understand, the world first people who just cleared, um, who'd got world first savage because the current raid had its savage mode released this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it in almost an entirely crafted gear. Like crafted gear is is good. It's still, I mean, crafting. No, is still and, and I much. get that, but that's like that's a different question. That's like crafting in a dedicated raid guild, which I think is a little different. Um, I'm kind of wondering, like, for the casual player, how does crafting fit into your play? I make money. Um, I'm selling food. Okay, so you don't need a I bunch mean, of also different the food, jobs. The, the, and the food is kind of useful as well. Because... Yeah, it always gives you a three percent exp buff along with whatever else you get out of it. Yeah. And you can get some pretty nice crit stats, for example, off certain types of food as well. Um, there's things like um, each uh, different type of armor, and that doesn't is not dif- differentiated differentiated by class. This one is actually differentiated by what material the armor seems to be made out of. Uh, does require that uh, crafting skill in order to do material fixing and things like that. So you can pay an NPC to do basic materia fixing. That's how I do all of mine. Uh, but crafted gear, you can do something called over melding, where you could just shove more materia onto it with higher <laughs> failure rates. Um, like all of the, like, for example, again, with I know this is the raid example, but I think much of that gear was something called penta melded, which is ridiculously risky. Um, but well, how is it risky? Do you, do you risk the gear or just the materia? You risk the materia. Okay. Well, who cares? Possibly they also just throw money possibly, at it then. 
yeah, you just keep throwing money at it until you do. But also, yeah, it is, and it is good for making money because people want the stuff that you make. Yeah. Same with any, any other MMO that features crafting. And though. I mean, even my low-level crafting stuff I've sold because I kind of looked ahead at what the quests would require for specific things. So I just make, um, in carpentry, I just make the spear that you need for level 15, for the level 15 quest, and I sell them for about 6,000 gil, and I sell two or three a day. Nice. That's not much money. I know. I know. It feels like a lot at your level. But it does. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. It, then I the can money turn... that, you know, the money that you earn does kind of scale appropriately. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting, I'm sitting on what? Two point, a little bit more than 2.5 million myself, yes. but I, I actually can't even remember where I got most of that. Is it, is it like, I while am, all I the money not... is in, in gathering because everyone's buying all the stuff and selling crafted material <laughs> at lower than market prices because there's too much of it? Well, I mean, I think it's good to source your stuff as well if you're looking entirely to make money. But, of course, you have to remember that the class system works in in Gathering's favor as well. From the perspective of, in World of Warcraft, you only could take two crafts. In Final Fantasy XIV, you can take every craft. Right. You just have to level them separately. Okay. But it does mean that you can you can have all three of the, the Gathering professions at a particularly high level that would allow you to mine, it would allow you to... Um, to uh, botany, and also allow you to fish, which is what Anna's uh, been doing. Yep. Because all well, because all I mean, and of course, Adrian is the one guy who was dedicated enough in our link shell. He's to, max oh, sorry, fishing company. Yeah. To well, not only that, but ma maxed fishing. I think in all circumstances before he maxed a combat class. Yes. <laughs> that yep. was me. So he actually like, leveled. He leveled yeah. Fisherman to 50 before he even got close to leveling, like, his combat class to 50. <laughs> he really likes fishing. He really likes fishing. I really liked fishing pre-Realm Reborn. That was my highest level class. Yeah, I think fishing's quite nice. It's, it's a nice distraction. Alright. Um, have we said all there is to say for 14 this week? I think so. Alright. Anna, so, what else have you been playing besides 14? Um, so we started this new train game. Yeah. You don't sound as excited about it as I am. It's a train game. Well, I mean, it's nice, actually. I was playing it in bed this morning. I was like, oh, this is fun. But I this is, I already feel like the hooks of, like, you should buy gems. Think of the train engine you would have. And then you could put all those new little train cars you got on here. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm like, oh. Screw you for making me feel that way. <laughs> it's like, so it's I, called I, Tiny Rails. I don't respect that Choo -choo. in games. It's just awful. Just give me a a pay thing and like be a real game. <sighs> yeah, it's called Tiny Rails. What do you think of it, Anna? You want to explain I'm it for I'm having folks? a lot of fun. So you start out as like uh, inheriting your grandpa's train company. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's, the, it's Harvest Train. It's Harvest Train. Um, and... So you start out as kind of like having 12 places you can train to on the U.S. East Coast. And as you proceed through the story, you unlock U.S. Central and then U.S. South and then U.S. You can get to Canada, West. right? And yeah, I just unlocked Canada West. And that's where that's where you're going to stop. You're just going to live in Canada. Yep. <laughs> and so you kind of unlock the various regions, not only within countries, but within continents. Um, I found a place where I can boat across to a different continent, but I can't boat to anywhere yet. 
And so, yeah, you when you get to a station, um, randomly you can watch an ad for um, one of several rewards, so like uh, the in-game currency, the real money currency, or chances to get um, train cars. So engines are purchased or earned. Um, and then cars come out of a gumball machine. <laughs> and you can get chances to spin that gumball machine in like many different ways. And then you choose what cars to have. And each car has bonuses um, that sort of intersect with each other. So there are some cars that are better with certain engines and some cars that are better at certain times of day and some cars that are better during a certain season or in a certain environment. And so um, depending on where you are in the world, your train may be vastly different and how far you are in the story. Because there are some times where it's like, you need to carry around a million passengers. And there's sometimes it's like, you need to carry around a million cargo. And so you may be changing your train up fairly frequently if you so choose to do so honestly you could pretty much stick to one train and um the other thing that you can do is when you get duplicate cars you can combine them together to level them up so, so you should spend all your real money buying gems and then getting all the cars you can out of the gumball machine so you can level them all up no that's, you don't really need to do that no, but that's what the game wants you to think you should do okay I've never particularly felt pressure to gumball. No, myself you're right. And there isn't a pressure. I mean, it's, like all these free to play games, that's the worst part of it. Like, spending money is just a way to play less of the game, which makes no sense. Why would I do that? But, yeah. I've spent money to get special um, um, engines and cabooses. You like the caboose? Boop, boop. So yeah, uh, you travel around, and when you go to a station, you uh, can sell or buy cargo. And different stations have different um, cargo, and they have different needs in terms of what they need to stock that station. So for example, um, on the East Coast, I had a station that required um, lemons, and then I had one that required oranges. But you can't get lemons or oranges on the U.S. East Coast. You have to go to the U.S south coast to get those and so i would take my trade down to the south coast and i would go from station to station buy all the lemons and oranges and then i would go back up east and i would drop off all the lemons and oranges and then i would pick up um corn and then i would take the corn down south because that's what they needed and so it's kind of really satisfying and it's got a cute little story and the cool thing is is it actually has like a huge idle mechanic to it It'll so, play. I, I so knew you were going to say that. The coolest part is the game plays itself. And I just want to yell at you and scream like, think, what are you doing? I don't think it's cool that the game plays itself. I think it's cool that it runs in the background and makes yourself, makes you in-game Makes money for you when you're not while playing. While you're not playing. Yes, all right. That is a fair. nice feature. Yes, it is. Um, but the other thing that you can do is if you set a waypoint, so it's like, I need to go to Seattle, Washington because I have a quest to finish there. I can actually choose Seattle, Washington. And then when I exit the game, it will let me know, hey, you're at Seattle, Washington, and it will wait there until I come back to the game. Oh, that's nice of it. That is very nice. Yeah. So you can either let it go kind of infinitely, or you can, you know, be specific about where you want to be. Tiny rails. Tiny people. rails. Tiny rails. So it's iOS and Android right now, and it's coming to Steam really soon. Uh, now Wait. we're talking, Anna. Yeah. Once we're on Steam, I can do some cheat engine stuff. <laughs> um, is that going to be like a free-to-play on Steam as well, I assume? I don't know. 
Give myself all the gems. Get banned <laughs> from the server. I think it's on. Does it require connectivity? I don't know. I haven't tested it. Doesn't it doesn't seem like it does. I mean, it seems like one of those nicer free-to-plays that doesn't require an always-on. Yeah, I haven't tested it, so I don't know yet. Turn off your Wi-Fi and see if it works. Yeah, no, I I, I get that I can test it. I, I just need to. Um, cool. So, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that because all of my work this week has been hurry up and wait. And so I um, finished... Um, what was I playing last week? I finished Monster Mon piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started um Our No Surge plus Ode to an Unborn Star, which is a Vita game. And I have not played it enough to say much about it. So that will be the thing that I'm talking about next week. Okay. Sweet. That's everything I've been playing. Alice, what have you been playing? So, uh, speaking of um, free-to-play mobile games, um, <laughs> I remembered that I had um, Final Fantasy Brave Exeus installed on my phone. Oh, doing that one. That's the uh, yeah. that's the tap a bunch of things and they all attack at once one? Yes. Yeah, although it's still kind of turn-based. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, been, I've actually been enjoying that quite a lot because for some reason, I actually enjoyed it more. I actually enjoy it more than Record Keeper. Oh, I haven't heard that opinion much for that game, so that's interesting. Um, I think I actually, in terms of that, I think I actually just kind of prefer the sprite style. Because mm. both both Exvius and Record Keeper have, are both sprite-based. Um, but I think I just prefer the designs used in uh, Exvius as, instead of Record Keeper. Because Record Keeper uses the very um, like Final Fantasy VI style sprites for characters. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Exodus's sprites kind of reminds me more of like same sort of more modern, um, like say a GBA sprites. Kind of remind me a little bit of like Final Fantasy Tactics Advance sort of thing. And well, I, I'm to say I'm enjoying it a fair bit. So uh, it also kind of helps that because I haven't, uh, I had an account but I hadn't logged into it in forever, meant that I had like I don't know twenty six things sitting in my message box or something when I came back, as it usually goes for yeah. free yeah, play like games billion... where you don't log in for a, don't right, log right. in for a while. It feels good. You just You're like ooh, a billion things. I'm gonna jumpstart myself. And then a lot of times the mechanics have changed too, so they have catch up stuff for you to do, and you feel like oh, I'm getting real powerful real fast. Yeah, those. I just sort of ended up with um, uh, the. EXP things that you fuse to your units to, because um, I, I came back in the middle of them doing a Final Fantasy twelve event to celebrate uh, Zodiac Age, and uh, it's also the first anniversary of the app itself, mm-hmm. um, which meant that I came back and suddenly received a lot of uh, metal gigantos, which are giant mech- metal cactus. Sweet. Um. But they uh, do they have did, a butt? Uh, do they have a what? Uh, do they have? There was a Kotaku story about cactars having human butts. Yeah, yeah. in twelve they have I, like the booty. It's a um, thing. Yeah. Okay, I they generally don't. don't it was just a trick of the light, Anna. But, um, it, they're the basically they're the like here fuse these to gain obscene amounts of exp creatures. So that's basically what I did and then maxed out an entire party with them. Nice. 
I tried um, to go back to a free-to-play game. I went back to... Uh, did I talk about this last week, Anna? What? Going back to Puzzle and Dragons? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Oh, and how my arm couldn't take it? Yep. Just, just for people who are wondering, yeah, I have not played it since the podcast last week because I just couldn't... It, it hurt too much to do, and uh, the, yeah, I just couldn't. I mean... I, it, and I was I, discouraged by the high-level players too. While it was not, while it's not on the list, um, I kind of have also played um, in terms of um, like free-to-play stuff. Um, one of them is kind of tied in with one of the other games I've been playing, um, which I'll mention in a minute. Uh, but I did also download um, Super Robot Wars Cross Omega, which is the uh, the free-to-play Super Robot Wars game, which is not like a Super Robot Wars game. Um, it's more not like a f- okay. No, because it's it, the battles take place in real time. Japanese uh, like only. Time. Yeah, Japanese only. Real time, grid based. Can't even download it unless you're VPNed over into Japan. Oh, Android um, only. The o- yeah, and Android only, as far as I know. Actually, no, no, it is actually on iPod. Uh, iPod. Ah, I bet you I can download it then. You probably can. Um, that one is more. Uh, I think I was only kind of really piqued my interest on that one is because it has some really, really unusual series inclusions. Probably just because uh, of its kind of like it, the inherent crossover nature combined with the fact that it's a mobile game. Um, but it does have a number of series that have never made any kind of appearances um, uh, like elsewhere in Super Robot Wars. Um, up to and including Power Rangers. Okay. That's a little weird. The ori- the original Power Rangers. Under their Japanese name, of course, but... What um, is their Japanese yeah, that, name? Uh, Kyoru Sentai Zoo Ranger. Okay. Or Dinosaur Team Zoo Ranger. Really? Oh, yeah. I wish that was their name here. That would explain all, of, all the dinosaurs, lot, by the most, way. Most of, most of the Super Sentai names have sort of names that sound kind of similar to that. Dinosaur Team Z Ranger. Zoo Ranger. Z Y U. Oh, Zoo oh, Ranger. What does Zoo mean? Yeah. It, do, it It's just a name. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, like, uh, but all of the series have names like that, like um, Maho Sentai Magi Ranger and things like that, which is um, Magic Team Magi Ranger, which became Power Rangers Mystic Force. Oh. So, what was the original Power Rangers name? No, I don't, it's Zoo Ranger. It oh. was the series oh. that was adapted into the original oh. Power Rangers series. Okay, all right. Um, which is why the characters are familiar. Um, and also, as a free-to-play mobile game in Japan, uh, yeah, the game does not... Uh, <laughs> hello, bucket loads of fan service, but, you know, I kind of expect that these days. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's what happens when you... Um, it's what happens when uh, uh, you play a Japanese mobile game with gacha mechanics during a summer event. Yes, because it's all crossover. Just, every, and it's all everyone yeah. is just coincidentally suddenly in bikinis. I wonder why. <laughs> it's like, hmm. I know. I, it's, I know. Now I can see why they've okay. got a live two D credit on the front page. Alice, hmm. I kid you not. There, while there are no bikinis. The train game even has a summer event thing. So I've got like a water slide train car and a sandcastle train car. Oh. <laughs> even the train game's getting into it. 
Oh yeah, but I mean like over in like over in uh Japanese mobile game land it's just all like, you know. Well, yeah, but there's a lot of skin on show there. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not really. Good God. Remember, they, they're using Life 2D here. They're, they're using that for one very, very specific reason, or two very specific reasons. I don't know what Live 2D is. I'm sorry. Um, so it's a way of animating uh, 2D drawn characters um, to make them look more three-dimensional. Um, you'll notice it a lot with... Oh, um, yeah. It's similar technology used to animate the characters in the Neptunia series. Oh, okay. Fact, so that breast might physics. be Live 2D. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's boot physics. Yeah. All right. Live 2D. Live double D would be a better way of putting it. Yeah, yep. basically. Got it. So, um, I mean, this this week and kind of the week before it has largely been a throwback week while I've been sort of busy not playing Final Fantasy fourteen. So if I've not been playing fourteen, I've usually been playing, like, an older game or something. Oh, yeah? Because um, I also got a new monitor. That was the, uh, the, the thing that I was dealing with two weeks ago. Um, so I've been running a lot of my older games through that just to see how awesome they look in ultra widescreen. Oh, are you going to the ultra widescreen gaming forums? Well, I now have a I have a, a thirty four inch monitor. Okay, twenty one nine. Yeah. Uh, ten one twenty p or one or excuse me, hundred twenty hertz 100. or hundred forty four hertz. No, it's hundred hertz. G-Sync. Only a hundred hertz. Oh, but it's G Sync. All right, now we're talking. Anna's new so, laptop is G Sync as well. Uh, Titanfall two. Which yeah. is because I never got to max level. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a little bit odd considering, you know, my general like for that game. Um, so I went back, played that, got to level 50, regenerated. That seems you know, to be the game people play when they get an ultra widescreen monitor. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it looks really good. Funny that. Yeah. Um, uh, Project High Rise, which is um, where we've resurrected Sim Tower in Unity and put it on PC. Mm hmm. Um, now, when I was really young, Sim Tower was one of the first games I got, like back in 1993. Um, now, Project High Rise is not. Um, there are a lot of differences between Sim Tower and Project High Rise, um, but it's like enough of a spiritual successor that I can kind of deal with that. Um, Sim Tower and its sequel, its lesser known sequel. Um, they actually did have a, a lot of, um, uh, 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 like, quite a large part of the gameplay was uh, lift management um, <laughs> because they actually did sim traffic like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Project High Rise kind of ignores the uh, the traffic sim, like traffic sim in terms of lift management, um, to kind of make the game like more accessible. You still have to you still have to manage traffic because most tower residents don't like large quantities of people stomping outside their tower. Um, but if you're building restaurants next to like condos or something, then you probably don't know much about tower development. So whatever. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I'm sure it happens somewhere in the world, but I think most people would get really annoyed with the noise. Alice, speaking of old games, did you see you got- like what Eve's been doing lately? What Eve Online? Yes, Eve Online. Game what? Uh, what? Yeah. Two I, things. I well, like I uh, stopped visiting the subreddit with any regularity okay. when I realized that everyone on there was being a whiny bastard over nothing. Well, isn't that Reddit? Well, yeah, but some better than others. <laughs> okay, so two things that they added. One we talked about last week, but you weren't here. Um, 
they added the ability to like play mini games and it like helps discover exoplanets in real life. Oh yeah, but they've already had stuff like that. They had um uh the part of Project Discovery, they had um people picking out uh it was like a mini game for looking at um cell groups. I can't remember what the oh, okay. uh it was like it was it was biology related. Alright, well this one's finding planets apparently. So that's cool. Yeah. But then they added, like, I got an email this week, and I haven't logged in to try it out. Um, but I was wondering, I was hoping you had heard of it. It seems like they added a bunch of single-player challenges where you can get, like, Plex and Isk and stuff by doing, like, what looks like the equivalent of, you know, dailies and stuff now in uh, in EVE Online. So yeah, it seems so like they they're actually upping did, the single-player. They, they did previously introduce a single daily quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, quest in quotes, which was basically get, uh, kill one, and uh, kill... I think it was either one player or one NPC, and you got ten thousand skill points. Oh, okay. And people, people rioted over this. <laughs> they rioted. Oh yeah, you know they went and shot the uh, the monuments in Jita that always get shot when they riot. <laughs> Why do people hate the ability for less serious players to catch up a little? Uh, I mean, have you, s- <laughs> have you seen the kind of caliber of people that yeah. play Eve right. for the last? Uh-huh. you know 10 years or so it's um there's a reason i say there's a reason why it's like i'm just kind of like ugh, <laughs> players. so i don't know how this is gonna go then i don't know if they're rioting over this one but it would look so interesting that i was like ooh, when i'm not playing 14 and thinking about going back and finishing up the wow expansion and stuff maybe i will then download eve and try out some of this uh this more casual oriented play or at least what looks like it's more casual oriented because um, that sounds fun to me like oh man stuff i could do on my own without a fleet um but oh well Let's see how they riot or not <laughs> yeah just go to g at some point uh you can see how people i don't want to go to g i don't want to get shot i feel uh, like it's pretty rare to, it's pretty rare to actually get shot there. there's a lot of people passing through all right would be my luck that i'll get shot just don't carry anything valuable and don't go there in something super shiny. Alice, you've I mean, still the... been playing Fantasy Star 2, haven't you? Yeah, so that's the other game that I went back to. Um, I only really, like, as of yesterday. Um, so Fantasy Star Online 2 and its accompanying mobile game. Um, Wait, what's so its accompanying reason... mobile game? So there's a game called PSO2ES. Oh, no. Um, which is a... So a fairly standard mobile game, although it is still kind of like action battle orientated. Um, so the, the the like the combat is actually broadly similar to the games, um, but uh, the only reason, like the major reason that foreign players use it, is um, Fantasy Star Online to uh, like the PC and uh, version blocks um, foreign. IPs. transactions if oh, you want to try oh. well no 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 the the ip block disappeared years ago oh okay um the it's the the fact you can't um buy any of the in-game currency because right. sega blocks foreign credit cards now the thing about the mobile game however is the mobile game is linked to google's payment algorithm you know payment system which works everywhere ah so now it's like switch games so you, you can yeah. buy in-game currency. You can buy the currency, say, for example, to get premium time <gasps> through the mobile app. Oh, and it links over to your account? And it links over to your main account. Uh... So you actually do play. The, if you, the way you're meant to play the mobile game is you actually play the same character. 
-hmm. Like, if you make any cosmetic changes to your character in the PC version, it gets replicated across to the mobile version. All right. And for, so much so, you can't actually be logged into both at the same time. Huh. So, you, if you log into, uh, if you're logged in on the PC version, you just get an error message when you try and log in on the phone. Cool. <coughs> so, can you actually progress your character on the phone and, like, Yes. Stuff? Okay. So um, uh, a portion of the EXP that you earn in the mobile game does actually get applied to your character and will level you up. Neat. We need um, that. And items that you pick up in the mobile game, some of them can be transferred. To the, I mean, some of them, some of them only exist in the mobile game, so they can be used in the main game. So that's how that works. Now. The reason why I went back to it, however, is uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 is releasing Episode 5 on Tuesday. So the episode and 4 still no word of a Western port. Yep. Wasn't um, there like an E3 2013 announcement? They were being cagey. Oh, something they something weren't, like that. They wouldn't but, say no is the thing. Um, so they're releasing uh, so it's like the 5th it's effectively the fourth expansion, in quotes, but since the game's free-to-play, there's no cost associated with it. Um, that's coming out, I say, uh, after maintenance on Tuesday. Okay. Um, seem they are... They're still doing altern some alternate world shtick, but they are dropping the... Because uh, Episode 4 was set almost entirely on Future Earth in 2027. Um, whereas... Uh, this one is set in an alternate world that's like a lot more um, like kind of medieval looking, like fantasy world-ish. And uh, they have actually teased the appearance of a couple of like really old Final Fantasy characters, like ones dating back to the original RPGs on the Master System. So, you know, good for, good for nostalgia fans, even if, I don't know, 80% of the people playing PSO2 weren't even alive when those games first came out. Hell, I think, I don't even think I was alive when those games came out. I was born in 87. I think the first Fantasy Star was like, what, 86 or something? Or was it after that? I can't remember. I, either way, I wasn't exactly very old. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they all, uh, in keeping with that, um, since they do this with every episode release, they are releasing a new character class. Um, however, the difference here is the character class is very similar to um, uh, Death Knight. In the, in uh, the in order sense. to un yeah. yeah, so in order to un it's it's being classified. The character class is literally called Hero. Um, and in order to unlock it, you need to have uh, three existing seventy-five character classes in specific categories. Because I actually have three, but one of them is in, uh, sorry, two of them are in one category. So you need to have a physical character level to 75, a ranged character to 75, and a magic using character to 75. Uh, and the, the classification means that at the time, my highest leveled magic, in quotes, using character is actually counted under the melee system. Or the melee category, because it is functionally a melee class. Um, so if you have, uh, the, the, the physical class is, uh, braver, uh, fighter and hunter, uh, ranged is gunner, ranger and, um, crap, what's 
the third one. I'm missing something there. Ah. I'm sitting here reading about how to register for a PSO2 account and finding out that the hardest part seems to be the CAPTCHA they make you fill out. Oh, yeah, the ca- the infamous CAPTCHA boss. Yes. So much so that um, asking for help with the CAPTCHA on the PSO2, do- PSO2 Discord gets you banned immediately. <laughs> because they've had wow. too many... They had- they had too many people coming in whose only reason was to ask for help for passing the capture boss. <laughs> and the, re- the only reason it's so difficult is because the capture is written in hiragana. Yep. You have to know a little bit of Japanese in order to actually pass it. So what I did, the, I remember doing this. I have an account. I don't know if I remember it enough, so I probably need to make a new one. What I did is I got out a Unicode character map and um, started like just... M- character matching between the windows character map and and the the box yeah it was i mean a pain. <laughs> yeah pain but it'll work um they suggest uh, google re- handwriting which is a really good idea yeah. yeah for reference i play on ship two. Oh, just like the uh the person who wrote this little walkthrough um, yeah mo- mo- say that do you have a player two- id for people that they can put in so you get bonuses i actually can't uh let me just check what my player ideas let's get you some swag if anyone wants to do this and if you're at home trying to figure out how to get through this, there's a tutorial and the English patch over at arcs-layer.com. A-R-K-S-Layer.com. Oh, yeah, arcs-layer are also the people who do the translation patches as well. Yeah, and they've got a walkthrough on how to sign up, how to install the patch, and all that stuff. The Discord. Info. Sorry, I'm actually just trying to find where I actually list player ID, because I actually can't remember it. Yeah. Oh, here they are. Let's see. Uh, so, I forget. Oh, player ID name is Quincestos, the name that I used to use. I think it's supposed B-Y-N. to be a number. Oh, the number. Uh, okay, I'll read it out. Yeah. Uh, 101 Yep. All right, there you go. So, I don't know if you'll get anything out of that. I don't no, know if anyone I'm wants to go through the won't. trouble of all this, but... <laughs> so, but yeah, so the reason why I'm here is um, I ha- I never leveled a magic character to 75, so at the moment I can't unlock the new character class. <gasps> and um, so I started um, yesterday after work at level 16. Um, I am now level 54. Um, it turns out it's boost week, um, which means that everything is boosted at 150%. Uh, one of the maps was boosted at 350%. Uh, I was basically stacking like all of the items that I have that are PXP rate. Um, so I was able to go up like, I don't know, 40 levels or something. Um, however, in order to, to achieve my goal... I need to be level 75 on this character class, and I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to do that, because it's 7 o'clock here, and I'll be going to bed in 6 hours. No. Uh, I'll continue tomorrow, but I'm not sure if I'll reach this before... No! You need to play before, 14 of um, us. Hey, well, I mean, I'd say I'm, I am sort of relatively satisfied with my progress in 14 right now, <sighs> so I feel that since I have this little spot open... Unless I am specifically summoned to 14. You need to help please, the twins and us. Please do Titan with him so he stops complaining <laughs> You need to help the twins and me and all us trying to level up our airship game. 
We are, don't we already have a max level airship? We have a max level airship, but we do not have the higher tier airships, and we do not have oh. all the... Listen, Alice, if you help us, I'm working towards getting you carbuncle skins for the FC house. Yeah, but I, I don't like the carbuncle Oh, you don't like the carbuncle? Do you like the Moogle? No, not really. The Pisces? I think most of them look... But do no, you like no, any of them? Ha- <laughs> no, not really. We're not definitely not having the Pisa. Good God, no. I figured you'd be into the Carbuncle out of all of them. I like the Chocobo myself is what I would go towards, but whatever. We don't have any of it unlocked. I'm like, this is... this. We, I can't stand for this. We need, to, we need to get it unlocked, and we need to get our shit together so that when the new housing thing opens up, we can buy a mansion. Because this... This level two house stuff, that's no good. We have a house, right? We don't have yeah, an apartment? Yeah, we don't have a mansion. Oh, you can get an oh, apartment pl- in the house. Oh, okay. Or a, a private room in the house. So. No, but there yeah, are also apartments. Room. Yeah, there are also apartments. I yeah, have we, one. But... You don't need to worry about an apartment. I guess you can but have the thing one about, too, Well, but... the, thing, the thing about apartments is you don't buy them as free companies. You just buy apartments as uh, individuals. Yeah, it's for, the, it's for the regular folks. You don't need a Anna. Just get a private room. You can go. One of our one of our people's private rooms is really weird, Anna. Okay. It, it's just got a coffin in it. Um, and would a that Tonberry perhaps doll. be Balance's room? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um. Uh, no, we don't. We ba- remember we had to remove Balance from the free company. No, yeah, it, no. This is this is not like that. <laughs> it's uh, that's a bit of a bit of a sore spot for me, particularly because yeah. that decision fell on my shoulders, and I'm not really happy about it but yeah we tried okay that's the important thing we this tried is, to keep i think this is company, one of the but... twins is um anna <laughs> okay then it's just... uh, if you want to see you can go and have a look at mine i have a whole office i like yours it's got a bunch of books yeah it's it's literally overflowing with books yeah <laughs> but it's worth looking at and so you got and crammed with like statues and stuff like ooh. oh yeah yeah it's those the are my ff14 equivalent of an overflowing gumpla collection um, yep. I mean, the funny thing is, is I did something similar with my room in fun- in Fancy Star Online 2, which oh, has uh, holograms of all my rare, rare weapons. Ah, perfect. <laughs> you know, I have like a nice little museum of my weapon collection. All right, so no Paisa House. Uh, nope, I don't even know what those no are. I've never even seen them. I don't know what that was modeled off of, but... Um... Well, they're modeled off the creatures of the same name. You'll see them in um, Sea of Clouds occasionally. Oh, I need so. to go hang out more there. All right. Um, and then, uh, all right. So you don't like the Paisa, the Chocobo, the Moogle, or the Carbuncle. Maybe the restaurant skin. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much what I've been doing. Sort of playing was. All I right. need to go back to grinding, really. All right. Cool. Uh, Anna, are we done? Did you Hi. have more? Did anyone nope. have more? I think Did we Kelly are. Have more. Nope, I'm good. I figured you could have finished a game in how long we've been talking here about 14. <laughs> All right. Anna, do you want to kick us off with news? Uh, beep, 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 beep. E7 is coming to PC this summer, folks. Yeah, so this is an interesting one because this was done by Xseed, like in-house. Because there is a PC port of this game, from my understanding, but they did not work on that PC port. Okay. Um, so this is a an Xseed run or managed or even perhaps wholly in-house 
PC port of E7. Kelly, are you getting this? No, because I'm playing the Vita or the PSP version of my Vita. So you don't need the PC version, even if it nope. looks better. All right. Even if it looks better, even if it plays better, I kind of unless it goes on like super sale. Fair enough. Or something. I... It looks all right. I don't know. These games always look a bit generic to me. So. Um, I'm glad it is coming out on PC though, because it ex- it makes it accessible to other people that don't have a PSP. Because um, right, yeah, P- I think he's the. Sorry. E7 came out really late in the PSP PSP's release, so not a lot of people played it. Pick an ease game. One ease game to impress me. What's the one? Salsetta. Salsetta. All right. What's that? that is it not a numbered That's title? That's the Vita one. That's the Vita one. It's Ease 4. It's Ease 4. Okay. Yeah. But you need a Vita then. Hmm. You have a Vita, don't you? I do, but um, guess who gets to use it? Mm. you have a PSTV I have well that's true as well actually that's a really good point Anna Uh, never mind (laughs) that's an excellent point we have a PSTV we have one of those things that no one uses (laughs) all right hey oh wow that was a news story Anna I didn't see that so that that whole thing about oh wow we've got a giant ad that just took over my screen on our site please write down what it is so that we can tell them to make it go away uh it is navy uh yeah. It is the navy. Oh wow. It needs to die. I don't know how to make it go away. I don't remember who our contact is. All right, anyway. Uh site business aside, Kingdom Hearts 3, this is this was a new story, Anna. This thing about it coming out in 2018. I didn't know that it was this new. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, originally announced in 2013, folks. Um and that was after years of anticipation and expectations of it given the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 having a trailer that kind of teased it, right? So Yep. All right. Little Witch Academia. It is an anim- uh it's an anime and they're making a game based on it. It um, looks super cute. Hold on. I have to turn on my ad block cuz this is so bad. <laughs> All right. Ugh. Enabled. All right. Yeah, it looks super cute. Super uh, Little Witch Academia. I've not seen the anime. Um, I don't know if anyone else on the sh- the call has, but uh, yeah, Bandai Namco's making this. The company what makes all the anime games, um, and uh, it looks like there's dungeon crawling and investigating the academy, which is, hey Anna, that's a bit of a Persona vibe, isn't it? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, you might like this. The Wit- Little Witch Academia? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Because it looks like a little Persona-y in that yeah. construction. So, yeah. Interesting. When's it coming out here? 2018. Early 2018. Japan in November 30th. All right. Uh, Absolver, people what put out the best press conference at E3, including... That was Devolver. Oh, that was Deep. But Absolver is being published by Devolver. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I So they're conflated in my head. Uh, Slow Clap, I think, is the developer. Uh, they have different versions that will be available for the upcoming RPG Absolver. So two separate editions. Oh, man, this is so confusing. Digital editions available for pre-order now with temporary discount of 27 bucks. It'll be 30 bucks normally um, and also gives you a mask in the game. Uh, Absolver, if you don't remember, is like an RPG with like a fighting game mechanics for the battle system. Um, so if you really want to get into fighting game type 
based RPG battles. Uh, Absolver seems to be your thing. Uh, there's going to be a limited collector's edition as well for Absolver for 75 bucks. It comes with a display stand and a premium prospect mask, which I assume is a physical version of the mask, right? I don't know. A 52-page art book uh, for art of the game, a sticker pack, and, of course, the game. Um, there you go. That is Absolver's news. There is a Vita version of the uh, the the Banner Saga it was announced a bazillion years ago in the Kickstarter or shortly thereafter. And, and they decided no. At this point, it's done. It's not happening. It doesn't make sense. Apparently, they've uh, they put a lot of time and a lot of money into trying. Well, this and they just can't they didn't it do it internally. They tried to have other studios. No, do No, they it. did try to do it internally. A little bit. And I then guess. they at, and then they farmed it out to an external studio, and that blew up. So then they went to Sony and they said, hey, we actually promised a Vita version and we're having problems getting it done. So then Sony stepped in and then it got farmed out to somebody else. So there has now been four companies that have attempted to make a Vita port for this. And it ain't happening. Yeah. Um, more important to Chris uh, is a reminder that the third the third installment of the Banner Saga will be, um, <laughs> which was kickstarted on its own which I did not participate in because I already kickstarted the full saga. I am, I feel a little upset that they had to do another Kickstarter because they've been making money on the game, but whatever. Anyway, uh, th the third game is um, still not dated. So, Banner Saga is a good game. Tactical RPG with a crazy Norse-inspired story. Um, you got giants, you got centaurs, you got frost maidens i think in the new one i don't know there's all weird stuff going on and bows and arrows and and mechanical enemies and world serpents that are going to destroy things it's real crazy it's real it's real dark <laughs> things are not going well for the people in this game and uh I'm waiting for the third one to to kind of come out before i go and play the second one because um the giant cliffhangers i can't handle it i just want to i want to get through the rest of the story <laughs> uh Undertale coming out on PS4 Vita, as as we know from the E3 announcement. Finally have a date, August 15th, 2017. You get, uh, buy one, you get the other one, it's cross-buy. And if you pre-order, you get a PS4 theme. And there's going to be a limited edition physical version through Fangamer for $25, which looks like it comes with a little locket um, with the uh, the monster emblem on it. And let's see, anything else? No, you pre-order it now at fangamer.com if you want the physical. And let's see, Trails of Cold Steel is out on PC on August 7th. Or excuse me, August 2nd. Ew. So that's how you will get to the PC version of Trails of Cold Steel. So if you've been holding off on buying it on, I think it came out on Vita and PS4, right? No, PS3 and Vita. Excuse yep. me. Who wants to dig out their PS3 at this point? Wait for the PC version. Um, or play it on Vita. Like, Well, Anna, you tried to play it on Vita, right? Yeah, and I'm planning on going back to it. Okay. Trails in the Sky you kind of gave up on, though, right? Yeah, I played like six or eight hours, and I was like, eh, this is just as I hear that's like half of what you need to play before the game starts to pick up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, if I'm not having fun, I'm just not willing to commit that amount of time to it. All right. There's just so many other games that I could be playing and having fun with. All right. So that uh, Trails of Cold Steel will include 5,000 newly voiced lines of previously silent dialogue. Um, so the, excuse me, the PC version has more voice acting than the Vita and PS3 version. So 
in that regard, the PC version will kind of be the definitive version. Um, and the, the Trails of Cold Steel 2 will come out after that on PC as well. So they've kind of committed to that as well. Um, in other news, they have shown off some images from Trails of Cold Steel 3, which is set two years after the events of Trails of Cold Steel 2. And that is uh, not even out in Japan yet. So no word on a U.S. release of Trails of Cold Steel 3. But it's coming to Japan on September 28th. And then finally, uh, Path of Exile, that uh, Diablo 2-style game that Chris um, kind of got into a beta of. And um, I've fallen off of that because of 14. But, man, it's really fun, and I'm tempted to get back into it um, until I consider really what, like how the end game that works. It might be a bit too oppressive, but still playing through all the story would be pretty cool. Anyway, the point is um, I, I talked on the show a few weeks back about playing uh, a press alpha of of their new 3.0 patch. The 3.0 patch itself has finally been announced with the date of August 4th. And so that'll add all the stuff I was talking about there. You've got um, your, it's not just is it adding a fifth story act, it's uh, adding um, like f- uh, six story acts. So instead of uh, doing the way Diablo 2 used to work where you would go through um, all the story on normal and then on hard and then on like extreme or nightmare and hell in Diablo's case, um, they're changing it to be more like Diablo 3 where, um, well, and, yeah, more like, well, it's their new system. Instead of just uh, having the, the difficulty be run the same content again at a higher difficulty, it's now just going to be the difficulty scales across all 10 acts. So now that so by the time you get to the end of Act 10, you will be kind of at, at your end game push and you have instead of having to go through um, repetitive difficulty changing of settings, you have just been able to play through it all. Now, what the, the way they've cheated the system is they've added a new act with this patch of completely like new areas and stuff. And what they've done is that after you finish that, the next five acts are you coming back through um, all the previous content you've went through and kind of working your way back to the beginning, beginning of the game more or less. Um, but you get to see all the areas now have been changed by your actions previously. So you get to see what the impact of what you've done in all these areas is and how they've changed in your absence. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. So it's like kind of add some weight to your actions. Um, that is coming out August 4th again. And of course it is free for all players because it's a free to play game. Woo. Editorial block, Anna editorial block. We've got our halftime report out. How's that working? Um, it's people talk about the game that they like the most in the first half of the year and sometimes the game that they're looking forward to in the second half. So it's kind of split into two parts. The highlights so far where people talk about things like Yakuza 0 and Horizon and Nier and Persona and Fire Emblem and Victor Van and t- all the games you should have been playing already. And then in the still to come, you hear about Mario Rabbids and Persona, uh, excuse me, Pillars of Eternity and Ease 8 and, and whatnot. So... Uh, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is in here, but let's be honest, folks. Let's be honest, folks. It ain't gonna hit this year. It ain't gonna. I'm hit hoping. This year. It ain't gonna hit this year. Let's be. Honest. I can hope. All right, you hope. Um, we got another review up of Atelier Sophie. It's a second opinion review. They did not like it. I don't know if the first opinion liked it. I don't think anybody liked it. Nope. Not on our side, anyways. Did you like it? I stopped playing it. I like this uh, screenshot he put up of a bug where the character has no eyes. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really scary looking. Sophie looks demonic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that bad? 
Oh it's my just, god! It's showing her hair texture in place of her eyes. It's really creepy. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't need to sleep tonight. <laughs> We've got a review up of Final Fantasy XII. Uh, they liked it. That was uh, done by Pascal. Um, oh, and if you're wondering, the Atelier Sophie opinion was done by M Michael Baker. We've got a River City Knights of Justice review. Ooh, Anna. Yeah, Sam didn't like it. Oh, 2.5 though. So pretty close. So pretty close to being on the edge. So maybe you will like it. See, see what you think. See what you don't think. It's only 10 bucks. So if you're interested at all, you might just want to try it yourself. Um, it's 15. Oh, is it 15? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, I lied. Throw that game out. It's too expensive. What? Let's go back to Xbox Live games being <sighs> five bucks. Come on, Anna. What are you doing? Don't you know how to play games? How to, how to price games? Why is Natsume ripping us off? Chris, you're being that guy. <laughs> oh, am I? Okay. I think I was trying to channel. I was I was just thinking about um, uh, iOS reviews when I was being that guy. Five dollars. What's up with all this? Why so expensive? Price should be lower. <laughs> Definitely not worth five dollars. <laughs> sorry, it just amazes me how much people think five dollars should be worth, apparently. <laughs> ah, we have an impression up of Children of Zodiacs. Uh, Anna will be playing that game this week, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. That is a TRPG with dice and cards. Uh, it was kickstarted. Uh, Square Enix Collective, it, that's kind of like their indie thing, their indie game program. They're the ones publishing it. It is out now, right? Yeah, it's yep. out now, PC and PS4. Um, and so you can read Michael Baker's impression of that. Let's see what he thinks. Uh, no, it's not reviewed yet. He's not done with it, so no score yet. And then we have a review up of Mercenary Sagas 3. Anna, this was done by Mike Menke. Yeah. He liked it. Yeah. It's a good game. Yeah. I mean, the thing that honestly holds it back more than anything else is the fact that the translation is actually worse than Mercenary Sagas 2. Did you finish this? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I like blitzed through you it. You blitzed through it. All right. Cool. So, Mercenary Sagas 3. They like it. Uh, we have a brief. What Boxers? is this? Um, no. Uh, Antique Carnival. What is this? It's an RPG so on the this, Yahoo a couple Japan's years Game Plus. A couple weeks ago, um, Square Enix announced the Antique Carnival, and that was all they told us. And they were like, stay tuned for more details. And they release like a video every week for six weeks or something like that. And it turns out that it is a browser game in Yahoo for Yahoo Japan only. Meh. Meh. For Yahoo Japan only yes. on top of that. Yeah. It looks like a tactically... No, I don't know what it, it is. It looks cool. I'm kind of bummed. The art style is like nice. a Japanese browser only game. Yeah, forget it. Anna, did we have feedback from last week? Yeah. About the question we asked, which was what game got us through hard times? Oh, yeah. All right, so tell me what that feedback was. All right. Let me pull up the feedback here. All right. Silktail, before you get to that, Silktail says, hey... You should know better than to expect a digital release to be as cheap or cheaper than the physical release of a game in regards to Professor Layton. <laughs> Did uh, we get Shaman, a price for that, by the way? Shaman also wrote in and said um, he paid 30 for DS Layton's, 40 for Mirror Glass Digitally, and the base price of Azran Legacy was 45 Canadian. Oh, for goodness sake. Um, 
He also kind of wondered if Level 5 is going to self-publish the new Layton on 3DS because it didn't show up in Nintendo's press kit. Nobody seems to know. I want some more details on this Layton stuff. What's going on? Where are the prices going to um, be? Well, it did. Nintendo of Europe's Twitter account did announce a release date, which is October 13th for Europe. I don't know if so it's So it'll the be same a while before America. we get that pricing info. Yeah. Um, also, the Pokemon Go Fest is going on right now, and it is like crapping the bed. People can't actually get connected to Pokemon Go if they're in Chicago. Oh, we should go there, Anna. Uh, no, you have to have, buy a ticket. We we probably know somebody who can get us in. Uh, no, it's going on right now. Well, we better get in the Even car. Even if we drove, we would be there after the event finished. When does it end? In like an hour. In 45 minutes. Oh, even speeding, I won't get there that fast. All right, so back to the feedback. Do you have a um, plane? Victor says, thanks for the tip about the RPG streamer, Powexel. I clicked the follow button for his channel. And according to the Amazon, my Amazon history, the last few Layton games I bought were $30 new, including the most recent, Azran Legacy and Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. Fine. I, perma sales. All right. Um, and then in terms of the question of the week. So the question of the week was, what game got you through a hard time? Yes. Yes. What game or games got you through a hard time? Hang on. I'm going to put this over here so that I remember it. Boop. All right. Victor says, I struggled to earn my driver's license and failed the driving test multiple times. On the so time, crazy taxi, right? On the time I succeeded, I was somewhat obsessed with Mortal Kombat. Okay. And I felt like the character Kung Lao that, inspired me to face down the challenge and give it my I'm all. I'm a little worried about <laughs> what they did with their license. All right. Um, Budai wrote in on the forums and said, Final Fantasy 4 and 6 practically got me through junior high. I had started over at a new school and a new town and relied on those games for a familiar feeling. Um, also, for those who have played Stardew Valley, how high would you rate it? I personally thought it was amazing um, and near Game of the Year material. So I haven't played it. I played it a little. It didn't grab me, but I saw elements there that I liked. Um, you you don't like farming games. Yeah, it's not for me. Yeah, Kelly, you like Stardew Valley, don't you? Yeah. Is um, that Game I of the Year had... material for you? I had to walk away from it because <laughs> I, if I didn't, that's all I'd be doing. Yeah. Um, I was actually afraid to purchase that game because <laughs> I thought that that's all I would do. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Alice, you haven't played it, right? Uh, what, Stardew Valley? Yeah. I do have it on my Steam, but I haven't played it yet. Okay. I'm waiting for the Switch version, which got delayed out of summer. It's more than likely. I'm probably going to get the Switch version when it comes out. All right. And then we won't see Kelly anymore. Yep. No, you'll you'll hear me. and just might not be as talkative on the podcast because that's <laughs> what I'll be doing. All right. All right. And we also asked our question of the week on Twitter. Uh, Max Storm says, I've played a Falcom game during each round of chemo. Cold Wait, Steel... you skipped us. You skipped Eddie's email. Yes, I'm going back to it last. Oh, okay. Right. Um, Max says, I've played a Falcom game during each round of chemo. Cold Steel for one, Cold Steel two for round two, and Tokyo Xanadu now for round three. Nice. Um, Amber writes in and says, Soul Blazer when I was nine after my dad passed away. Story was a deep distraction and a death in it allowed me to work through my own loss. Um, I mean, I have a response for it. 
because I wasn't here last week. Yeah, for sure. Um, I started playing. Oh, yeah, I started playing Final Fantasy XI properly uh, while I was going through my own bout of chemotherapy many years ago. And you still don't I have was... your Excalibur. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry, that's eleven humor. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I was only being treated for four months, but oh man, that that's... was what got me. That was what got me through the initial period. So I just sort of kept playing afterwards. All right. Um, Alice. Carlo tweeted us and oh, said, no, no. I bounced off of Demon Souls. Then I got swine flu and was bedridden for four days. Oh, my gosh. Put in about 35 hours. But oh. then I loved it. All right. Swine flu. That's that's the secret to love in the game, apparently. <laughs> uh, R wrote in and said, uh, played Xenoblade Chronicles when I was dealing with a breakup. Looking back at the game and music feels extra poignant. I want to replay it someday. All right, and then Eddie emailed. Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Eddie says, longtime fan, keep up the great podcast. To answer, what game or games got you through a tough time? When I was working the worst job of my life, 70 hours a week, I played Pokemon Black every lunch break and sank over 150 hours trying to catch Pokemon and forget how unhappy I was. P.S. Life is great now. <laughs> All right. Pokemon I'm guessing Black. he's not working 70-hour work weeks anymore. I, I assume not. All of this stuff is great ammo if you have people in your life that think that video games are a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Just just saying. Not that we know anybody no. like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. We need to have a question for this week. What's our question? Did you get your Excalibur in 11 yet? Um, let's see. What's, uh, ooh, here's a, uh, I'm going to ask this one and you're going to reject it because no one's going to reply to it. What, um, not released in your native language game have you gone out of your way to sign up for and play, even though it was like kind of a pain, like well, PSO2? How about, how about we make it more general? Have you okay. ever played a game that was not in your native language All right. and that, or, or that, Yeah. Have you ever played a game that was you, not in your native language? I'll uh, I'll I'll come to I'll come to uh, the cast next week then with a like a gigantic list. <laughs> How's that gonna work for Alice? <laughs> if you're just, I'm kind of curious to see: do people do it one off ever, or is it just like you decide this is the thing you well, do and it's always gonna I can be like pro- eight hundred things, eight hundred. I could probably now. discuss like maybe like my most obscure ones, mm-hmm. and also the ones that I've gone out of my way to play like. You know, like what I had to do to play some of them, for example. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, remember, remember, I, I own two PS2s precisely because of this. Do fan translations count, or is this? I think so. Like, sure, why not? Okay. Yeah. Because I've played a ton of fan translated stuff. I kind of want to know what well. your thing is and how how you go about doing it. Like, uh, do you? Do you just play fan translations? Do you play it in the non-native language? Use a guide? Do you just play it and not understand what's going on? Do you do this with a lot of games? Or is this like you did this once, you never want to do it again? Like, how does it work for you? Yeah. I think that's a nice part. I know how it works for me. Um, I get an idea like, I'm going to play this game that's not localized because everyone says it's awesome. And I start doing the work and I start playing it and I realize I... 
I just wish I could play a native version of the game and then I would never I never I never finish it. So like I was I, mean, I was going through um Sakura Tyson with a guide and that was too much pressure to try and read all the prompt translations in time to actually answer the prompt without re- uh, running out of time for the prompts and oh I couldn't deal with it. I mean, I found out recently that somebody has figured out how to get flashcards to work on a Saturn. And when that becomes commercially available, you bet your ass I'm going to be trying to find one of those so that I could possibly play um, Shining Force, the fan translation of like Shining Force 3. Mm. Or also maybe paying, playing like a patched version of... Uh, Magic Knight Ray Earth or something like that. In all these Saturn games, wait, really Saturn games that either we didn't get in the US or uh, we got but are way too expensive. So that's a thing. All right. Um, so I'm, <clears throat> so I'm sorry, I'm watching the honest trailer of Pokemon Black and White, and it's. All right, anyway. Is that it for our show? No, it's not because we have um we have new releases to go through. All right, what's coming out this week? I will tell you. Not much. Um we have a, a non-RPG that Alice is going to be into called Avon Colony. Avon well, I Colony. hope I'm going to be in. I hope I'm going to be into it. It is a city-building type game like SimCity or Anno 2070, right? Yeah, except yeah. set in space. Except set in space. All right, yeah. All right. Pyre is an RPG that's coming out for Windows. That is the, that is the, um, it's an RPG from Supergiant that looks like it has a battle system that's more like a team-based hockey or curling or not curling. Um, like, uh, I don't know. Watch the watch the videos and the, still not understand it. But it's like a team-based sport for the battle system, and somehow that's how you do it and it's an rpg as well and i don't really understand pyre it doesn't show well in a trailer so i'm hoping somebody will try it so we have a clue what the hell's going on in that game metopia is coming out next friday yay you gonna play we'll that anna we'll see if my six dollar pre-order gets canceled yeah uh danganronpa another episode ultra despair girls comes to pc which is not an rpg right nope that okay. is like the run around and kill stuff with the two crazy girls okay Victor Vran Overkill Edition apparently finally coming out, but I don't. I can never be sure. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see. Um. Uh, yeah. Overkill Edition. How are they gonna do that here? Uh, bundle info. Bundle info. I guess in PC it's just gonna be a patch. I don't know how this works. I, I feel like I've seen dates for this game for like the past three months, so I'm not really sure how that's going to work. But it, in theory, something Victor Vranny is happening probably on PlayStation, right? Victor Vran Overkill Edition, which is for PS4. Probably a patch for PC as well. When is it coming out? What's 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 the latest release date I have is in my sources this week. But uh, <laughs> sometimes it gets pushed. <laughs> So we'll see if they hold to it. Uh, that's it for new releases. What are you going to play this week, Anna? Um, Final Fantasy XIV. Okay. Alice? 
Uh, probably some Fantasy Star Online too, because I kind of yeah. want to see this Episode 5 thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly? More Berseria. And I am so sucked into 14, I have no hope of release anytime soon. <laughs> so that is it for me. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, join us every week at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. You can watch us live, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. No show next week. I will be in uh, in Florida morning, the passing of my grandmother. It's okay. She was old, and we expected it. So, um, But uh, we do need to... Uh, we need to go and pay our respects and spend time with family. So that's where we'll be next week. And um, let's see. What uh, what about... So two weeks from now, we will have another show. And we'll go over your what games you played that weren't in your native language. And yeah. Like, follow, and subscribe on all the social medias. And that's all I'll say. Like, follow, subscribe. <laughs> Leave if, an iTunes review. It would be more useful. And if you didn't watch, yeah. thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all right, cool. We'll see you next time then, everybody. Thanks for for watching. This has been RPG Cast. Signing out. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 bye.